0: for those who are into that what's up everybody this is francisco here uh sports cubes number 176 back here I, i'm joined by my good buddy charles he's gonna pop in here real quick there you go and uh you know this is uh yeah season 12 right now we're in year 5 going on 6 of this show which is Man, it's it's been a while, man, but it's it's been a while since we last been on. The last time we were on, it was like June eighteenth. It was game five of the Stanley Cup Finals. The Heat had been eliminated from the NBA Finals. The Panthers were gonna get eliminated that night. So and then we were running on fumes by that point. But now it's been almost three months later, Charles, and we are recharged. We're ready for for the new season. We're ready for the fall, for the winter. It's it's uh it's been great. And how are you been? Today I'm fine. I'm good. I, I I think I had an
1: opener, but we uh we're gonna what do that on the tell us about your summer class or summer vacation. Moment, oh yeah, right. Yeah, this is um,
0: this is basically that. This is what we're doing today. You know, we haven't been here for for three months now, and I so wanted just happened. Yeah, a lot of it's happened. Yeah, not just in sports because I guess this is a sports show, but but it's yeah, a bunch of other stuff has happened, right? And so you know, it's it's where have we been? What have we been doing? What's been going down? You know, we, we've got I've got some things planned. Actually, I actually planned for this episode, which is which is the interesting thing, because I wanted to. There are some things I did want to do. I didn't want to talk about baseball up to this point because we're in September now and things have happened since June. And there are certain playoff races, playoff tanks and, and certain events that happened that I think are pretty interesting uh, we're back on the petty train this week as week one of the NFL just happened. <laughs> so that oh, will be fun. I can't train. wait. We had, the petty train, you know, had its had its summer Funny, tour. It's
1: a bomber, man. Yeah. Of what we got, because we have so much. Mm.
0: So the the petty train's gonna be really fun and I am I'm, I'm actually super excited about that because you know, it seemed like week one of the NFL was like, okay, it's going this certain way, but then man, things have happened. <laughs> It's just like, all right, the NFL is back. As much as I, I do get a bit annoyed as to the the extent of how many people are like, oh, football's back, the country's back together, all this other stuff. I I get why the NFL appeals so many people and why it's it is the thing that people obsess over because they've done a fantastic job of creating storylines. I think this is... I, this is kind of the way I can relate to your your feeling as a wrestling fan, Charles. Like with with the storylines and everything. Like I, I I think I get it. I think I get it, and how people can get invested in all of these things. And so that that's what's really been the the the, the huge thing for the NFL. And I I've started to understand it now. And I, you know, Petty Dorf is also going to be coming out here for for the Petty Train as well. I've I've been I'm gonna win either way, Charles. You've already deemed this the year of Francisco. I, I, and it's still going. It's still going right now with the Marlins in a playoff race. So that that in and of itself is a is a sign of that. But yeah, the petty is gonna be great. It's gonna be great for week one
1: now. It's not even guys, it's not even petty train. The best way I can explain it. Without us being deemed as like insensitive, it is essentially um, what was two thousand three Iraq? What they call the assault on Iraq that they did? It's that level where it's just (laughs) Operation Iraqi Freedom. (laughs) Operation Iraqi Freedom, basically, (laughs) because we're just dropping bombs, you know, coming into it because there's a lot of stuff with a multitude of sport organizations. So the petty train is probably what I would say say for last if we yeah. have to dictate. And what we're telling people yeah. is that that you usually save for the back hard. half. Yeah, we're not we're not coming hard, but we're coming pretty hard on a lot of
0: things, <laughs> oh, and yeah. I am
1: all for it.
0: Yeah, uh, Andrew is not here. He he's got to deal with some stuff, but he's he's always welcome to come on whenever he can. We'll, but and so we can get some of that college football insight. He's still covering games, so if you do want to see the the. The musings of of our our beloved Andrew. He's still doing stuff for RCFB. He covered two games last week for uh, the UCF game and the FSU game. And the Knolls were the best team in Orlando. So there you go.
1: And or you can, and I got to do this because
0: it's it's what I'm trained for.
1: Follow us on the Twitter. You know, sports underscore goose, damp free holes, FJ OGR Jr. and then Charles the True, right? Hmm. I got it right, we didn't change anything. It's been a minute. That's that's what yeah, I'm known yeah, for. So yeah, that's how you right. guys can follow him. You know, it is if you love if you love um he's not here I had to go further, but I gotta make this sh- if you love showing your support for UCF, follow him. <laughs> if you oh, love yeah. Big Twelve, or oh, is it Big Ten or Big 12 are, right now? yeah, they're Big in the Big 10. Twelve now. Big Big Twelve. If you want to see Big Twelve and get to know Ucs representation. Follow them on the Twitter. You know, follow them on the college uh, Reddit football and stuff like that. Don't follow me. I don't do anything. You know, I mean, cool. retweet
0: wrestling stuff. That's pretty. I'm much
1: trying a little bit to even like comment certain things, but there's only certain podcasts or. Um, Twitter's or Xers, whatever uh, they call you them, can just, Humble retweet wrestling, what, public like, yeah, just retweet stuff. That's I what like enemy podcast. Just retweet stuff. I don't. Is. I don't even like retweeting them yeah, because that's okay. my whole thing. I don't have a big <laughs> list of followers because the thing is, is that it's just porn bots. So if you guys <laughs> want to help me not look like a dirty perv, please follow. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my. That's you know what. That's how I'm gonna employ you. If you want to not have me be followed by you know um, some Colombian males over there who are basically <laughs> acting like you know. American women, please follow me on Twitter. And for Francisco... You know, if you want to get his Marlin's historian, Cat's historian, whatever the hell you're on yeah. that one, Panther's historian, but also he's got yeah, a gaming a
0: channel. There's some ideas him and I are going to uh, bring into that I'm going to present soon. I've got, yeah, we've got plans for this show. And I guess I should talk about this now a little bit. And also
1: playing Marvel Strike Force, I, which is who we're shilling to this month.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. I, I mentioned that. Before See, we started I got like, this. But yeah, Marvel Strike Force, uh, you know, you can download it and do stuff. We Our, our code's in the description for the Twitch uh panel right there so you can go on twitch and do that and or you can scan the the qr code that's showing up on our screen there there's a few uh heroes and villains that are popping up on our screen right up there so i, was, I saw every once in a while i see deadpool up there so you yeah. know uh and charles had a lot of fun with the the marvel crew over well, the summer I... with midnight suns well, that and
1: let's use Spider Man. So we're gonna get to that. I'm, I was, we're gonna have our gaming segment because there's yeah. a few things we have to talk to
0: you, cool cats there, and kittens. as that one lady about. says, and, and that was that's the beauty of the break is that we're running on fumes at the end, and by that point it's just baseball. And I love baseball. I love talking about baseball myself, and I could do it by myself. But but now we have the the entire thing. NHL preseason is gonna start this month nba next month and then we'll have the season start so it's it's an exciting time but i do want to actually get to actually talking about stuff and and this is this show i feel like i want to keep it going i want to get to 200 episodes and then and then figure out what i'm going to do from there but i have some ideas so charles kind of alluded to that a little bit there and and know uh, well i'm sitting on my new gaming chair which is Man, this uh-huh. is great. This is this is fantastic. I'm I'm leaning at an angle, facing the TV at the optimal angle, Charles. And and I I gotta say, this is this is the life. This is what it's it, about. it it helps
1: out. It, it's not a a game changer. Ha ha ha. But you know yeah. you have to. I've already started with my you know counters here. I was hmm. thinking I'd be better, but. Said, yeah, it does help the bottom. Myself. It helps the back. I got new lumbar support, so I feel you. It, it's just you can't do the folding chairs anymore. What you were working at, I've seen cookouts that have better chairs that they buy at Walmart. I got
0: the cheap Amazon basics chairs, and they kept it's snapping right. on me, and it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's it's not great, and I always just felt like I was gonna fall off every single time I leaned back. So now I have a legitimate gaming chair with all the all the fixings, and I'm I'm happy about it. But all right, some actual structure here. Uh I guess what have we been doing over the course of the summer? And I, man, this is kind of real spoil my non-sponsor. Do uh, you want me to start it, or do you want to do your thing? I mean, you could. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't you, matter you, when you, we do you, the you're non-sponsors. The leader, you're anyways. the leader of the pack. It really you're doesn't matter what we you start. It really doesn't matter when we do the non-sponsors, anyways, because it's our show. I really, yeah. usually do it at the halfway point, but is real. I mean, this is the first one for this season. There's no real halfway point, but I guess. The word from a non-sponsor is in some sense, uh, people, places, things, constantly what have you. I'll just do mine right now because it it, ha- it ties into the theming of the of the title of this episode, which I have called "Hot Goof Summer." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and I we alluded to it. I think we've we've talked May. about it doing this May, stuff, yeah, before the playoffs started, and just that we would get really into shape or or trying to get ourselves healthy even though in our hearts in our heart of hearts we're we're slobs we're we're pigs we're heathens um, especially me especially the way that i eat but wanted to make a concerted effort to be better at it and this year we've been doing pretty good charles we we've been eating less fast food Mm -hmm. which was kind of the bane for a lot of us even though we've 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 we extolled the, the the our praises for for Wendy's and Taco Bell and, and all sorts of stuff. The Colonel, but I've been doing pretty good this year with not eating fast food. I, I can I can probably count on just my one hand, or even just to my two hands, like my ten fingers. Like uh, I think maybe that's how many times I've eaten fast food all year, and I I think it might even be less. So I've been pretty good at it, but. I'm still a flabby, flabby, tubby boy. That's that's what I can tell you. And so, you know, I've been working at the same place for, for years now. And across the street, there's a gym. There's a gym. And I, I would always walk by as I'm, as I'm walking past, going to the fresh market and grabbing grabbing a, a bunch of food, right? And then walking back and just seeing people exercise and everything like that. I'm just, eh, eh. And then one day I'm just like, Let's let's see what's in there, and they're like, "Hey, come in, do a do a free free class and see how how you like it. If you want to join, you you join, right?" And I'm like, "Okay, let me pay for a month, um, or not a month. I actually paid for a year because I was I was committed by after the first class, and I hadn't done any rigorous exercise like this, Charles, in long time. before law school, before I did. Yeah, when I was doing CrossFit." It's been a long time, which is why I tell people never go to law school; it ruin your life. <laughs> and it's been two months now, exactly. It's been exactly two months now, and Charles, the vanity is set in. You're asking me to get them gains, and I've been trying to, Charles. Are you a five star man? <laughs> I'm a five star man. You know, I, I, I have been. Uh, it was tough going at the beginning. But even now, like it's still been a a process to try and get back into shape. I, I do feel it in all sorts of areas of my body. It's a full body workout every day. And and well, the non-sponsor really it's called Legacy Fit. That's where I'm going for all of this. Let me put that up here on the screen here. And... Uh, I know. Been... No, don't call for non-sponsor of the week. I Call it like non-sponsor of the summer. Right? I guess. I, yeah, I guess I could, uh, could say it for the summer because that's. But it's the only non-sponsor that I have yeah. for for the, for this week, anyways. Because it, it really has been the 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 thing that's been that's been. Uh, well, my my thing for the summer, really, since we left. Because you see, I, I keep sending you the pictures of or or the group chat the picture of the workouts that i've been doing for that day and you know it's a variety of workouts you do 20 different workouts over the course of an hour and and you just go go there like two minutes each move on to the next thing and it's it's term partner partner interval training it's called pit has a pit bull for a, a logo and everything like that but regardless you're doing exercise you have a trainer that's kind of leading everybody to make sure you're doing all your correct form and everything like that. And I've been having a good time. It's, it does feel really good to finally be back in the swing of things because I've been on and off with jogging and skating and and dieting. And at a certain point I did want to actually put it together. And now I have, because I financially, I have to, (laughs) I'm going to drop down all this money per month. In order to to just kind of throw it away, I, I really do want to get back into shape, and so uh, that's that's been my thing. That's been my thing over the course of the summer. You, of course, are, are always tweeting out that you're 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 blowing out your sphincter because you're, you're trying I've to videos. You're trying to make your your personal rep your personal best out there. You know.
1: Well, I think to add that on to also encourage people to check out Legacy and all that stuff because I've seen the progress that it's making you have working out solo is terrible. So if you have a group of people that help you make something, you're a tune that do it all the time. Like I do, I think it helps create that kind of good
0: culture. So good yeah. job. Yeah. And good Sometimes. Yeah. That's, I think that's what a lot of people have a mistake on. And I guess this is a, I guess this is a sports related cause it's about, yeah. you know, yeah, health and exercise and everything like that. Powerlifting competitions, man, I watch them. Is that a lot of people, especially come January, like everybody's joining a gym, Right. It's like New Year, New Me, all that type of stuff, and then everybody drops out by by February, and a lot of people go to like the Planet Fitnesses and all the other stuff, and and yes, for some people that works for them, right? They can go by themselves and go to those things, and I'm sure they, they offer classes and stuff like that and Zumba and all kinds of other things, but but this is just a dedicated hey, this is a group class this is a, uh, with with a trainer and for me that helps me cuz then somebody tells me what to do I do it and that's it and there's other people around and it it kind of does drive you a little bit whereas if you're going by yourself and you just join the gym and you can just use any machine you want some people are not disciplined enough I would say I would say discipline is really what what the heart of it to go out and do the things by themselves it's hard it's really hard I've I've gone through the journey, right, and I'm I'm going through it again to try to get back into shape again. So it, it's it's not lost on me that that's what a lot of people struggle with. But there are places like this. There are places like CrossFit. There are you know spin classes and all types of stuff like that. You go out there and hey, sign up for a class, do it. I think I think that that is something that people should try and do, and and it really does help with like your your self esteem. Honestly, I told you, Charles, the vanity is set in. The vanity is set in. I, I uh, by My bathroom mirror, which I swear is probably the best mirror I've ever had in my life. Because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's how it's set up. It's the angle. It's the lighting. I just feel like I look best there. Yeah,
1: it's all about the angles.
0: And so I, I, I looked at myself one day. I'm just like, the man boobs, they've started to form into... An actual chest like there's some there's some definition coming into it and so now now I'm on the dieting now I'm on the diet I mean and this legit dieting' I'm, I'm 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 cutting out the bread because the bread has been killing me Charles over the last month really has been I I've had way too much bread and that's you know sandwiches uh, like accompanying any sort of meal it, it I really don't need to have that much bread. So I've cut it out completely now. And mm-hmm. now I've, 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 I've reduced myself to foraging once more. And it's working. It's working Fucking for now. And I just have God to kind of Yeah, that, well, that, that's what I did. I, I just ate a block of cheese, Charles. And that was my dinner with some, some jam. With some jam. And I, it works for me. It works for me. There's not a single piece of bread anywhere here now. And yeah, I'll just try and work with that. But it's really has been hot goof summer. And I, I think that's that's what's been that's been been the the entire theme as we come back here in actual better shape than than we were back in June. And um, you, what have you been doing, Charles? Cause that's my pre like <laughs> as, that was my thing. That was my thing over the course of this.
1: I got the damn Rona. That's ah, how we we're gonna start this yes. in June. Um, and the thing is, is that
0: was yeah after we did the after the show was over. That
1: was that was my
0: punishment for yeah. all the trash talk I did. There you go. So
1: I got the Rona. I survived. Need I say? But I'm gonna still say Corona's still out there. And when I would encourage people, whether or not you think it's gonna put g5 stuff into your body get the booster because it's not so much about you but you know it does matter i had just the sore throat and all this worry oh, worries <laughs> coming um you know i had like the sore throat and stuff like that but it was only bad for like two days really and the hard part was just figuring out when could i actually go back to work as an attorney because i could work remote But remember the reason why we say, hey, get the boosters, because if you live with family like I do, or if you have family comes over like I do, you don't want to, of course, quarantine and stuff like that. Mind you, yes, for me, it felt like the typical and That's great. But my father was 70 at the time. He's 71 now. I feel that you just have to be good with it. So just be good. Take care of yourselves. Because you know what, guys? This is how I say it. You wouldn't want to, you know, drink bad milk No it's going to give you the Rhea, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, why would you not want to at least get something that's mitigate those damages? So there was that. Play a lot of video games. Mm. Bunch of video games. I might do a rundown of that coming into it. Like, we, will. We, we, we will. We had all that okay. stuff.
0: We'll have a dedicated section for it.
1: Went to go see Giancarlo Stannin and the disappointment that Aaron Boone was. And that was exactly what I expect to be. And because Miami is a cesspool of traffic. You know, I, I didn't get there to the forfeiting. Was it worth it? Sure. You know, it's always enjoyable to see the real baby daddy of the Yankees, John Carlo. Not that Aaron Judge guy. I don't hate him. It's just, damn it, I want more of you. That's how I felt about A Rod, really. Um, and then, of course, I was just staring at Aaron Boone, like, what are you doing here, bud? Uh, saw some movies. I have my non sponsor the summer that might be related to it because I ate a lot of food. And, you know, you know what's funny, man? For a guy who is very, very, because I guess summer's over, but I think we can lead this highlight how we take into the fall. For a person who is very, I would say, just ambivalent or just meh, apathetic to sports these days, your boy's been doing a lot of sports stuff, and he mm. will be in the Carolinas for a Monday night football game next Monday for the Saints and Panthers. I don't know if I told you that.
2: Yeah, yeah, you mentioned but, you it to know, me. Harrison, and, yeah. and
1: I'm returning literally the day our show is next week, so it's like you're going to get some live reactions. So. All in all, I've kind of kept it into sports stuff. We did not. The one thing that we were trying to do, whether it was me or Derek or even our boy Francisco, was go to a wrestling event. But, you know, the prices were just... Yeah,
0: we we made the attempt, right?
1: I I, I sent it to you, and I was like, I don't do nosebleeds like that because it was a a Friday night smackdown. Actually, stuff that's going to be broadcast and televised, and there's a lot of stuff that happened with the KH kids. It's going to be sad. I'll tell you that now. I I, have...
0: I have I ideas actually, of how I, to structure it, but mm. I do have questions to try and help you out with that yeah. because I, I did write down some things. I, just a couple things about wrestling to help Which you out with, with that. All but
1: right. um, but yeah, we we are thriving going from there. I, I'm surprised. I'll tell you this COVID aside, because when you can't leave, you have to play a whole lot of video games. Mm. And I watch a lot of wrestling, of course, and stuff like that. views. I actually paid for an AEW pay per view. I paid for Forbidden Door. Yes. I won't pay fifty bucks again. But sometimes you know it's like giving a charity. Sometimes you just gotta do it. Ooh, Tony Khan, still respect you, bud. Sorry, yeah, I know that not harsher than it's <laughs> intended to be. But you know, some that pay per view can be better. But um, I'm surprised, even post COVID, I've been playing a lot of video games. And Francisco, they've oh. been some damn long games. Yeah. Aside from you've been, the greatness. Uh, that's probably you know, been there your more other games that year were in like, a while. Yeah, I have like 20-something hours or not 20-something, 21 games I've played this season. So that is what we've done. I was kind of missing the show a little bit. Work is work. You know, your boy is still being your boy. And I did have to tell myself mentally, speaking with family, I have to um, change my tone of voice because it was very lawyer administrator today, very much so. And it is a different personality. I always say I'm not going to curse as much, not because I don't mind cursing. But, you know, when you're unfiltered, you know, have regulation here. You yeah. just become an angry New Yorker, which even though in my heart of hearts is who I am. <laughs> I got to control it. You know, you got to control it. But that is essentially, guys, what what my summer was like in a very, very, very.
0: Capped. I'm sure the people at Marvel are very happy with, with that proclamation. I mean, they don't want, you know, the, the, the people at Marvel, Disney, they, they don't want. A lot of that controversy. They want you to keep it nice and squeaky clean, right, Charles? You yeah. know, and, and until they hear your opinions about <laughs> Spider-Man uh, No Way Home or whatever.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and then they hear me say No Way Home, and then they hear me say about how they know originality and everybody's. You know what the thing is? Just yeah. like How's the Facebook Aaron. Going? <laughs> yeah, well, just like the Aaron Rodgers hate, and just like how I had with Marvel. I'm always the conductor. I'm on the first cabin of the petty train, and then people realize I'm correct. They just are a little bit slowed up because look, I saw some of the Marvel movies that came out, and I'm just like, wish I didn't pay money for it. You know what I mean? That's the energy. That's the energy. but Marvel. You know what's worth paying your money for? Marvel Strike Force. Get it on your phone or play on your computer today. Heard good stuff about it. Do I know what it is? Kind of briefly. Um, I think it's turn-based, speaker strategy, or something like that. But yeah. Go play the game. Marvel games are typically pretty good, man. Whether it's on your phone on your PlayStation or Xbox? Go go buy it. Go play it. including Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I liked. Mm -hmm. Fuck the people who didn't like it. That's my curse word for the day.
0: So. All right. Well, that's yeah, that's been our summer. It's been it's been it's been all right. Well. We're at 26 minutes, so I didn't want to talk about baseball. We're here. There's a baseball game going on in the background here with the Yankees and and the uh, and the Sox. Uh, which doesn't matter in September. Oh, it does matter <laughs>
1: because we are playing for the battle of crap. Okay. And if we can ruin Boston, because what's been my contention? Alex Corey's not a good manager. He can't do it without cheating, can't play with what he's got. We are in the Yankees are exactly what they were when I began last season talking about baseball. I feel absolutely right. It's great. We all know my position fire Aaron Boone. That's it. We had no choice but to pay Rodgers. Fine. I'm ex- oh, not Rodgers. I'm sorry. Judge, I accept oh, that. Man. Giancarlo, I love you. Garrett, Col- oh, you know what? I don't want to spoil it because you know what we're going to talk about, about Charles Sardamas. And it's mm. a twofer. It's a twofer today, kids. You're getting like the bite-sized word back full reunion kind of thing. But mm. I care about it. That's how I'll say
0: it. But all right. Lead us, lead us into baseball. Lead well, us into baseball. I did want to just do a rundown of what's going down. Yes. So I-, I think I'll just go division by division. We'll go from there. Uh, I did want to laugh at the at what's going on in the American League West. <laughs> the 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 Houston Astros are leading the West. They're they're looking good. They're looking just as strong as they've ever been, and they've they've claimed first place now here in September. It's the latest they've they've been first. They haven't been in first place all season, and then recently they just grabbed first place. But they're in a nice, uh, a pretty cool race to see between them. The Texas Rangers kind of fell off just a bit over the last few fraud. games. And the same thing with the Seattle Mariners, who got really hot after the All-Star break and were able to catch up to everybody. And, but right now, they've, they've hit a cold spell, and it's not looking good. But And the A's are terrible. The A's have been terrible all season. They may have the worst record by the end of this, but the Royals are, are fighting them in that tank race right now. But the Angels... Mm-mm-mm-mm. So Los Angeles Angels win all in. They're like, we're not trading Otani. We're going to go all in and, and trade. We're for not trading some pieces. Trout. Yeah, we're going to get some pieces. We're going to try and make this this playoff run. They they got on like a little bit of a streak and they're like, you know what? This team might might just have what it takes to pull off a miracle. So they they sold off whatever they could from their farm system, which is already depleted. And they decided to just go for it. And immediately after the All-Star break, they became one of the worst teams in baseball. Not and surprising. it has been... a Absolute joke, and it's funny. It's absolutely funny. It's everything that they deserve. They deserve being that terrible. Their fan base deserves it. Their ownership deserves it. Everybody deserves it, uh, except for Shohei Otani. He's probably the only one that doesn't deserve this. And he got his UCL just got torn up again, right? So, so he probably has to get a second Tommy John surgery. So he's done pitching. He's still hitting, but he's pretty much just just shut. But him he down. keeps
1: getting hurt. He had a strained calf or oblique that kept yeah, him
0: out. Yeah, now at this point, they should just shut him down. He's gonna he's gonna win the MVP. They're gonna give it to him. Yeah, yeah. he Has even
1: grounds for a possible Cy Young if you you know even yeah. with that injury.
0: Man, yeah, but I I think at this point it, that that don't say the name, don't say I, it. I, well, I mean the the possibility, man. It's the possibility.
1: No, but Anyways... you know I have my part on that. Don't All worry. right.
0: So in any case, uh, Otani's as good as gone. We'll see where he goes. And now the Angels have told Mike Trout that. If you want to demand a trade and want to go someplace, let us know and we'll send you where you want to go. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, The American League Central is still the worst division in baseball, but the Minnesota Twins are winning it by default. The Cleveland Guardians decided to pick up pretty much everybody on the waiver wire when that happened. And immediately, the same thing with the Angels, They just immediately just started being terrible. So they've pretty much knocked themselves out of the playoffs at this point. And now the Detroit Tigers might move up ahead of them for that division. But they're terrible. The Chicago White Sox are the biggest joke of that division. And Mm -hmm. the Royals are the worst team in that division, but it's the White Sox that are the biggest joke of that division. And they've blown everything up. They fired Kenny Williams and and I think their team president as well. And now they're having the guy that was helped build this team into how terrible they are in charge of the team. So the White Sox are just going to continue to be terrible. And that's really been funny. And then they had that one. I mean, the, the, the perfect culmination of that season, the perfect thing that, that personified the season was Tim Anderson getting punched by Jose Ramirez
1: clocked clean, man, Manny Pacquiao must've been training Jose and be like, Hey man, because yeah. it was bad. It was embarrassing. Yeah. You follow behind a guy like that because, fighting in baseball to me is silly. And I know that like annoys people when I say it because one, y'all can't swing at all. I'm telling you that right That's now. True. We got years of saying that y'all ain't gotten no out of hands. all the
0: sports. The worst fighters are baseball players. Yeah. Like, why don't you just get the bat? Like, you know, I, I understand that was a slide, but you know, what I'm going with. So out of other. all the times, because baseball is all about bravado. It's, it's, it's nothing to bench clears. Always happen, but we don't really get bench clearing brawls as much anymore. Yeah, and when they do happen, it's not as it's not as interesting as like a brawl between football teams or the rare hockey. occasion when there's a basketball brawl. Man, those well, are, I mean, those are heated. <laughs> those are that's a uh, Ali Foreman fo- yeah. kind of uh, brawl. And hockey, kind of I mean, fighting is part of the game, but every once in a while. You'll get the full line brawl where both lines just—they're not even ready. They're not even going to play the game. They just immediately drop the gloves and just go at it. You get that. So that's that's part of that. But baseball, yeah, it's it's not been great on the on the fight front. And I just want one person to punch Ronald Acuna in the face. I want somebody. I want one catcher because the pitchers never do anything. I need a catcher to pull off a Jason versus A-Rod. Which right. I say is like the worst best fight in baseball that I've been alive on. That and that needs to be what happens because I feel like Acuna has the same I guess the ego of A-Rod. I, I would think he does. He just doesn't, ah, sp- he just doesn't speak the same amount of English. There you go. Alright. <laughs> I mean, I'm a hater. No one's, you know. I mean, I I don't want to say for none that that these junior because you know, but kind of. Yeah, well, I, in any case, that's that's what happened there. The American League East. So the O's are good,
1: great, fantastic. The if Rays actually
0: that. didn't completely fall apart. They're good as well. So those oh, two teams are you're making you're the missing, playoffs. You're missing something. The i'm i'm a Jays. The Blue Jays. Go ahead, let me finish it. Uh, 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 we're getting there. The Blue Jays, because we have to keep going down the list because yeah, this is a right. one order of 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 the division right now, dude. And I'm just this is where part of the petty bomber
1: is coming, baby. Mm. But go ahead.
0: The Toronto Blue Jays are sitting there at third place and trash. They're they honestly may not make the playoffs, which is going to be funny because the Hilarious. the Twins are going to make the playoffs like. St- with like 84 wins and the the Blue Jays could win like 90 and still not make it. That's going to be fun. And it'll go towards my, my hate of Canada over the course of this year. So that we Francisco will actually continue to, 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 fro- to thrive and prosper. But now we get to the bottom two teams in the division. And I had mentioned that the game doesn't matter, but Charles says the game matters. So Red Sox and the Yanks fourth and fifth place in the American League. It's been a long time. Can I do it? it might be the first time it's ever happened.
1: Yeah, ahead, Charles. I mean, we haven't been Talk under about your, your,
0: your yanks. I'm pausing this game.
1: We're playing seafood again, Kai's. We have mm. arenas. This game matters for a lot of reasons to me. One, to fight for the bottom seller, right? I'm very happy the Orioles are doing well. Rays are typically consistent, but this is my thought on the AL East. They never have repeat leaders. We were bereft with bad injuries, starting from even Rodan not being there, and he's playing trash right now. Severino said he felt like he got shot. That's because Aaron Boone keeps putting in a broken machine, a broken car, and expecting to go drive without problems, right? Uh, Domingo Yerman, perfect game, alcohol issues. We're, we're playing on empty. This mm-hmm. is fine. We called up the young cats. We're trying to see if they could hit. The reason why it's fine is because it is not a division. That is dominated by the same perennial guys, not the Houston Astros, not the L.A. Dodgers, not even the Minnesota Twins, because in theory, they've always kind of been consistent, right? The Guardians, whoever wants to interchange that. I have no worries about it coming into it. This maybe gives me some credibility to fire Aaron Broom, right? So I love it. It has a lot of great stuff. It's not just he's under 500. It's the fact that he couldn't encourage Cashman. To put in better players, Cashman. Whether or not I, I have actual debates about not getting rid of him, some people are like, "But why? He's I mean, ass. He's he, done bad he, trades." He's I get thin. that.
0: He was already out in Japan looking for a new yeah.
1: Player, because what people him. need to realize is, who do you have next as a GM? It's not we're not like the Rays who are always having a young upstart come up, right? But this is all fine, and there's another reason why it's fine, and that's the Charles Sardama's prediction that I said in the beginning of the season that we were going to get. 14 Cole jobs. What were Cole jobs? To remind you, Garrett Cole pitches for a W gets two runs or less and gets the W essentially. And mind you, there's been like seven, no decisions on him. He went deep on Monday. No, on Sunday against um, the Brewers and pitched like zero nine strikeouts, everything like that. His area is like a two, seven, five, Mm. and it's not going to count. And even though I want to give him those jobs, the W matters. We got the W, but he's not given the decision, which is setting. I said 14. I remember this conversation exceptionally well. He goes, wow, that's like Cy Young record or whatever. And I said, yep, this is what I believe in. I think after the three years of getting balance, figuring out your craft, opening up the ball, different pitchers as well. Or I'm sorry, different catchers as well, because, you know, we were working with – Gabby Sanchez or Gary Sanchez, whatever his name is, and Kyle Hikashoka and all this other stuff. You you get into it and you find the rhythm. And right now, he stands. And I swear to Christ, if they give it to Nathan Navaldi just because he's on a winning team, which Texas, I'm I'm going to literally scream. I'm going to lose my mind. We, we have to acknowledge the Cy Young stuff because there's a different kind of politic when it's a Yankee player. We have not had a Cy Young winner in a very, very, very long time. I don't even think CC ever touched it with us, if memory serves me right. You know, yes, we had a perfect game, not even thrown by Garrett Cole. So that just hurts a little bit. But right now, this man at his average is 13 and four, IRA, 204 strikeouts. And with hitters in position 103, he's
0: top of it. He's top of everything. Hmm. And there's a lot of no decisions that came into it. But I yeah, said— but It doesn't really matter now. The, the win-loss doesn't really matter in, in this day and age. It
1: matters a little bit to me because I said 14 on the cold job, and yeah. we're just sitting on 13. I need just that one more, and I only have two or three starts left yeah. to get there because Charles Thomas was right about something else that's coming a little bit later, guys. It does involve a New York team. And I shouldn't revel in injury. I'm not reveling in injury. I'm I'm reveling in fact. Hmm. Um, But this is very good for me. So it's fine. The reason why I'm also interested in the Red Sox is purely this. I do not believe Alex Cora knows how to manage. I think he won his championships based on the star powers that he had there. And plus, I still believe that there was cheating. Petty, I understand that, guys. But Hmm. you barely, lightly investigated it. MLB, I think they were only docked like a conditional pick. You let Cora leave for a season, put whoever their, um, you know, what was the phrase their lame duck manager was, and then come back. It was asked last year. He's asked again, you let other other people go, like Xander Bogut's as well, and all this other stuff. And you have bad pitching. I don't think he's a growth. When you look at a manager who doesn't have the star players, you do wonder if they can keep, keep it consistent and coach up. Look at uh, Kevin Cash, you know, over in Tampa tampa and then even if you look at um the orioles who i don't know they're you know they're they're manager we did the whole list of hands of coaches so you think i remember whatever but you have to have some some balance of competency and right now there's only a game difference so it's the battle of crap but here's the difference for us next year there's expectation of health i've shown you how many people are injured expectation of health hopefully a new coach um some new we don't need we don't need the biggest names out there. What we need is the best names at the positions that we need. Two vastly different things. Because you know, I know who always collects the biggest free agent out there: the Los Angeles Angels, and that's why they always fail. Anthony Redon, we're looking at you, right? Yeah. So to me, it's big. Partially to be correct about a lot of things, uh, but two, I'm if I'm this confident that we're going to be okay, let the Orioles have their season because you know why? Toronto was supposed to be the team that the throne is for the last three years, right? Bo Bichette That's what was
0: supposed to be what the Orioles are.
1: Gossman. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be Vladimir Guerrero jr. It was supposed to be Galvin Biggio. Nothing. Oh, Alex Cora is back. They're going to give the old one to nothing came of it. Right. And then with the rays, even though we have fun for the chat, Wander Franco is never going to play a game in the U.S. I would hope for a while, even if some of that evidence comes true. So who's their next best up? Cause now you just have Randy Alrazzano, Shane McKellen's injured. And then you have other have pitchers. Other guy.
0: Um, yeah. Diaz, whatever. Yeah. Okay, no, no, Diaz. But... He, he made the all star team. So that's the, that's their other,
1: you know. Well, guy. good luck because the Rays, you know, if Andrew was here, I, I wish he would, you know, be able to support it. But the Rays have a bad tendency that some of their players, these supposed star guys, for whatever reason, if they went elsewhere, they can never continue to be great. So maybe it's just a Tampa Ray magic. It's something in the water. If you ever drink Tampa Bay water, it's disgusting. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, You'll probably get hit with a PED uh, going from there on the testing. But that's why it matters to me, and I love it. Because people are like, oh, they suck. I'm like, I don't care. You heard me on the show. I'm like, eh. But now we've called up some guys. You know, Anthony Volpe, or Volpe, fantastic. His batting average is low, but he's hitting like 22 home runs, and everything like that. He will figure out a shortstop. Yeah. Gleyber Torres, pay him, fine. You, we got stuck into a position when he has been your best batter going on to it. What do you have next? Unless you really can't figure out what you want to do with Pereira and then the other guy that we have, um, Oswaldo Cabrera, Cabrera, and then the other Perez or whatever the hell the names are. And then we caught up Austin Wells. I don't know enough about him as a catcher because the catcher is tough. I don't look at a catcher as I need him to hit. Jorge Posada is a fantastic catcher to me because he was able to get our pitching consistent. That's really what matters. You need to be on the same page. Uh, so I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. All so right. I have enjoyed this season.
0: All right. Well, okay. Well, things are, are these are things are, are happening the way you wanted them to happen in a sense. Even though it comes at the, sacrifice as of the of the Yankees playoff opportunities, it's still you're still winning in the end. So that's I feel
1: like Mac, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm playing both sides so I always come out on top. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go on to the National League. So the National League West, the Dodgers have reclaimed their position in the West, they have they asserted their dominance, and it is what it is. They're a good baseball team. They have two MVP candidates on their team, which is...
1: And they still will be good besides Julio Rios uh, being suspended. Yeah, yeah, that happened. I don't really That's want crazy. to harp
0: on it. Everybody else harping yeah. on it. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Um, and he did it outside of a, a fully packed soccer stadium with video. What, I mean, what? Sheesh. And it's the second time. Yep. So...
1: All we have to say about that, but there you go. Uh
0: the Arizona Diamondbacks have hung around in the wildcard race. They've been hanging around all season. They just they kind of just felt the Dodgers just better better than them. Same thing with San Francisco. They've hung around as well. Uh the San Diego Padres, the Fraudres. <laughs> I can't uh... tell which is the most disappointing one of the season, but this is one of them. Uh, as far as teams are concerned, they spent a ton of money. And this is one of the two that we're going to know about this you know T- T- Tatis Jr came back has had a good season is what it is but just the team overall there's just no chemistry there they got to figure it out because
1: whatever Bye-bye, they're manager. doing just
0: doesn't work Blake Snell is probably going to win the National League Cy Young he's looking really good with that but it's 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 not nothing clicks for them and there was a point like in August where they kinda got hot a little bit. People were like, Oh, maybe they'll make a run at it. And they have the talent for it, but they just don't have it. So I I, I would assume Juan Soto's gone after mm-hmm. this season. And honestly, they should just let him walk because that just frees up money for them to do actually something else and pick up some pieces that
1: And they that get mesh a rule up. rule one or rule twenty five draft pick, whatever they yeah. want call it. Because yeah. they had his rights to it, so it's okay. Yeah, you can let guys go, teams. I just need you guys to
0: realize that. Yeah, I think the Dodgers have realized that because they have Freeman and and Betts, and yeah, they have, but they just have a bunch of really good baseball players around them, and and, you know Kershaw and and the staff. So the Dodgers aren't out there paying everybody two hundred million dollars to try and. Have a two hundred million dollar guy at every single position. They they really don't. They have Miguel Rojas as their shortstop. Believe me, that's that's not exactly a marquee, high tier baseball player. But with the Dodgers, he's a fantastic shortstop defensively, and he'll get you a few hits. You know, he'll he'll he's an average batter at best. So you put him on the Dodgers, like hey, he's going to produce for you. So the Dodgers don't really need to. They just need to spend at the right positions. And that's what they've been doing. That's why they're so dominant. That's why they're, they're great at scouting and doing everything else. And spending their money. They seem to be one of the teams that actually does spend their money wisely. So, all right. Uh, I already talked about San Francisco. The Colorado Rockies, uh, I, I keep saying this. Their, their fan base are, are the biggest cucks in baseball. Because for whatever reason, they still go see them. And I feel like if they don't actually stop to... If they actually stop watching the team then their ownership will actually care because at this point there's no incentive to put a good baseball team out there. And they paid Chris Bryant money. He yeah, hasn't been doing that's anything. One of, that's one of the worst contracts in baseball, but because it's the Rockies, they don't care. And they usually do a contract like that on their team just for show, just for the fan base for, for a fan base that has seen good, uh, good hockey with the Avalanche avalanches uh, winning uh, and the nuggets winning. And and the Broncos trying to win at least, <laughs> <laughs> debatable. We'll, we'll we'll go with that. But they're trying at least. Hi, trying hiring a coach who
1: didn't amount to anything. Yes, they're, he got screwed by the NFL. Doesn't mean you're trying. But I get you.
0: But they're trying. They're 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 making an attempt. They actually do want to win a Super Bowl. The Rockies don't want to win a World Series. So, they're they're. I think their owner was like. I think we have the we. I think we have what it takes to be 500 this year. I'm like that was that was the ceiling for the Rockies. That's from their ownership. I'm like, oh, what a bunch of cucks. All right, Uh, National League Central. uh, I I just don't know about that. Milwaukee, yeah. That's how we feel. That's how I'm going to summarize. It's just so far for Charles, but this I've been following it closely because. The teams involved are also involved in the wild card race. The Cardinals have been a uh, whatever. The spirit is gone for the Cardinals. Pujols, Molina gone, and they're they're back to just being terrible. So this might be a pretty rough transition for St. Louis going forward from here. They're gonna have their first losing season in like twenty years or something like that. It's, I like
1: how we're the we mirror with them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Two respective franchises. Yeah, the two most successful franchises over the last 25 30 years. So but hey, you know, it it's time. The Pirates are the Pirates. they kind of
1: wear, I think, most Feel bad for Andrew in. McCutcheon, but baseball's not for happy endings. Yeah,
0: yeah he, he got injured and he's at the end of his career, so it's 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 bad. Uh but yeah, the National League Central. Milwaukee's leading the division, they're playing the Marlins right now. And right, they're they're tied, and but they've rarely relinquished their lead all season for the National League Central. So I think they're going to win it. It's not as terrible a division as it was earlier in the season, but the only way they they'll fall apart is if they the Cubs uh, somehow we get who have, a, super have a chance. No, the Cubs did something this season. Uh, everybody thought that they were going to sell at the deadline, and they didn't. They decided to keep their guys and go for it. And the Cubs have done something. They didn't really—they rebuilt, but not completely. They, they've they kind of done like a retooling because they did sign. They got Dansby Swanson. They got uh, Cody Bellinger. So they signed actual good baseball players that just needed a change of scenery. And well, more Bellinger than than Swanson. Swanson came off a championship, but like they have been really good, and it since the All Star break, they have gotten back into the Central Division race. So uh, it's it's probably I liken them to kind of like being like the Boston Bruins, and you know it's kind of like they're both bear mascots, but but it does feel like that the Cubs. Got rid of Baez and Rizzo and all those guys, and suddenly they're back into contention. Only Mm -hmm. like a year later. So good on David Ross.
1: I mean, he is showing some aptitude for somebody who's just media based. I think last year, but he was a catcher, seriously.
0: So his knowledge about baseball is is more
1: involved, more
0: involved compared to a former third baseman that you know manages the Yankees right now. So, and the Cincinnati Reds have had a great season. They might finish with a winning record, depending, but they've got a great young pieces. Ellie De-, De La Cruz is a sensation and pretty good. And Joey Votto's 40 now. Doesn't have many years left, but but he's he's had some pretty nice moments this season. And yeah, it's been a pretty nice story out in Cincinnati to see them bounce back, especially given the way their ownership has been. So, yeah, that's the National League Central. And then you got the National League East. The Braves are the best team in baseball, and I fucking hate it. There's my fucking right there. Uh, so there's there's mine. Uh, I'll use it. It's not about even just the, the best. They're just damn good, dude. They're, they're just destroying it's everybody. And there's allegations that they're cheating. And I hope there's a cheating scandal somewhere down there. I don't know what. They're, they're not using trash cans. They may not be using buzzers. People have had conspiracy theories that like the pitch comms that the pitchers have been using that company is based out in Georgia and that maybe the Braves have like the frequencies <laughs> and are tapping into them. And that's how they know what's going on across all of the baseball stadiums. But it doesn't really matter where they play. They have a plus two thirty eight run differential. They're, They're just
1: pitching just ex- Charlie Morton. who's was like 39. They're
0: mashing the ball. And really they do ground out a lot and they have like some of the highest double plays but they they really are not swinging at bad pitches or at uh, it so that's why people are suspect like it's it almost feels like they know what's coming and that's that that i hope that's that's something that gets uncovered and we have like a netflix documentary in like three years uh the philadelphia phillies are doing what they did last year they're just mashing home runs, striking out a lot, and having terrible defense. But see, you know, their pitching is hanging on and, and and doing well enough, and they're just seeing what happens. And they're just gonna roll the dice once the playoffs start. And that's they that really does seem to be their identity. It's pretty nice. I actually like them, to be honest. They're a fun weird, baseball right? team. Bryce Harper's a fun player uh kyle schwarber strikes out a thousand times but he'll hit 40 home runs and 40 singles and you're just gonna have to like it and he hits 198 <laughs> it's a it's a weird baseball team but it's a fun one they're not really afraid to play anybody even atlanta because they've taken them down before so they're well, really... that, that was the philly mindset last year yeah. when they were go yeah. against the padres just screw it we're right. gonna beat Whatever we can, whatever's in front of us, the only team that could beat them was, was Houston. That's because at that point, Philly was so streaky that they hit that cold streak, and Houston and, just and took advantage.
1: That that is baseball. All you need is just one run. You don't have to win by fifteen,
0: guys. Yeah, you just well, need one one mash, man. Yeah. that or you just get on one super streaky run of like, well, all right, we're winning twenty games in a row for one month, and just has, happens to happen at the right time. And that's Philly. So that's Philly. They they've been. They've been a f- they're just as, as fun as they were last year. And they'll win the first wildcard spot, it seems like, at this point. Um And the Marlins. So, we are here, Charles. We're into almost mid-September, and the Marlins are still in a playoff race. And I haven't been able to say that in... Well, technically, three years. Eight. Well, uh, that doesn't I, I don't. You're know. not counting Mickey Mouse. I'm I'm, I'm not counting it. I, I've I've disregarded it. Even as a Marlins historian and all that stuff, I I do mention 2020 every once in a while. But when I do like stats and everything like that, I do put the 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 little categorization of full season, not shortened season. So there you go. 2020 was 2020, and that was it. It's not the same uh, because. In baseball, it hasn't really amounted to much for a lot of teams compared to, like, the NBA or the NHL, right? You know, the NBA, we got back to the bubble with the conference finals this year, right? Those teams got back, but, like... A real team. MLB... Let's give the shout-out. A MLB, real team. MLB hasn't gotten back to the Dodgers and the Rays, getting deep into... They haven't been to the, the National League Championship or Medical League Championship since then, right? So, it's... We, we haven't gotten back to that. So that's why I kind of have it as a, uh, it doesn't really count in a sense. It counts. It counts for, for me to make, make me feel good about myself. Like, hey, the Marlins made the playoffs in 2020. But this is an actual full season. It's been a long time. And the Marlins are four games above 500. They had a horrible August that made me contemplate life and whether it was worth living. But they've since kind of, sort of straightened out everything. But things have not been great because we lost Sandy Alcantara, and we lost oh, who I saw pitch. Yeah, and we lost oh, yeah. Jorge Soler, and our bullpen is completely taxed because we we only have three starters, Charles. <laughs> we only have three starting pitchers, and one of them can only pitch ninety pitches, even though he is the best pitcher. That we have, and he is the second coming of Jose
1: Fernandez. I think Sixto is in the game, too, right now.
0: Sixto is actually pitching a baseball game today in Pensacola. And it's it's been since 2020 was the last time he actually pitched in a baseball game. Uh, so maybe next year is the year when we'll finally have all the pitchers healthy to go with the actual hitting. Because the Marlins do hit. They have the third most hits in the National League. They just have scored the least amount of runs. So they have put together this ship that's trying to get to the playoffs. It has duct tape. There's holes all over the place. It's practically sinking every day. But somehow it's still floating. And we're here, Charles. And I'm enjoying it for what it is. I hope the Marlins at least win 82 games. So it will be the first winning season in a full season since 2009 and i can just harp on that for the off season that's all i can do right now i'm having fun marlin's and all that stuff a lot of people have been following me you know go follow the tiktok please because i want to get to three thousand followers so we can do yeah, live streams include, of our show like, on there yeah we might do other stuff too with the tiktok
1: there's ideas yeah, kids you know
0: well we can tell the chinese they can go suck themselves off to their faces <laughs> the chinese communist party by the way not chinese people in general I, I, unless I they're was, into that
1: i was not prepared for that comment ladies and gentlemen
0: a uh, marvel strike pull, force I'm everybody LeBron, <laughs> get marvel hey. strike force download it to your phone marvel give us money <laughs> they're not gonna like that at all all right the new york mets They're a half game ahead of the Washington Nationals, who are in last place. The New York Mets, who have the highest payroll in baseball, and had to trade away their two marquee free agent pitchers in Scherzer and Verlander because everything fell apart. Because they were bad. Not fell apart. They were bad. They were terrible.
1: Because they were bad. Not because. Verlander and, got injured immediately. Yeah. It, it's not all the stuff. It is because of the fact that they were bad. And we knew they were going to be bad. And we had said it that they were going to be bad. Yep. They went older, they went much older. And other. What is it with New York teams and going with players that are near 39 or 40 years old, Francisco? I wonder. Coincidence? Hmm. Especially after last night.
0: Yeah. So the Bye. New York Mets, they're a joke. Bye. They're one of the uh, funniest things that happened in baseball this year. Uh the most disappointing teams, it's the it's New York Mets, San Diego Padres, the Los Angeles Angels, the Chicago White Sox. And I would say, I don't, its I, and then probably like a tie between the Yankees and the Cardinals. We got injuries. I'm going to say it was but still like, I've like shown story. you the injury list. I, I know, but, but still. But still. I mean, um, but the reason why I didn't so, think the cars would be that bad, though. So so here's
1: the thing about about um, the Mets. It's not as if the Yankees weren't competitive after 2009. We were how many times did we get to the ALCS uh, two or three times coming into it. Yeah, hey, know, you won
0: the divisions.
1: Yeah. We won the divisions to go from there. But we've been to the ALCS, at least, which is the next, you know, Plymouth Rock of all things. Right. The Mets For had a sports. good like
0: two 2015. Stretch. Yeah.
1: 2015, they went to the World Series and they yeah they did much ado about nothing and then they did nothing and last year there was a surprise team and then you know that was it yeah no one took this seriously and then when you got verlander and then scherzer i think it's just because i'm petty because i would have taken verlander scherzer on my team regardless yeah let de Gram go it was doing actually pretty well in texas before he got hurt but your team is made yeah, up of like unfortunate Pete Alonso, who's a masher, doing very good. I like him, but I, I, I just can't get behind him. But also, Steve Cohen makes it very hard for to, to like you guys
0: mm-hmm. as, as a franchise. Too involved, to as an owner, you say.
1: Yeah, too involved. And just like another New York football team that rhymes with Mets, with his I stop bullying that said, Woody, I hate Woody Johnson. Um, my, my thing is, I did want to comment on one thing, because I think we're coming to the end of the divisions. Yep. Sometimes you find my team's not making it to the playoffs, so there's always teams I can get behind. I can get behind the Seattle Mariners, man. I don't know why I can get behind. Julio well,
0: Rodriguez is gonna be, it, like, it, it, he's yeah. He's it's
1: just, just because they've sucked for so long and they got washed they're, last they're year. A fun
0: team to cheer for. They're so yeah. far away. They don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody in baseball, any fan base, really dislike like. There's no real rivalry with the Mariners. No, I Some don't... Yankees fans maybe because of like not 95, really not. but even then it's like they're fun But
1: team. we got a revenge in 2000.
0: Yeah, in 2001 and 2001 as well. So Yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter and and you know they they're a fun team. They're all the way out there. Julio Rodriguez is fun. They got the trident that they use as their home run celebration. They're still partly owned by Nintendo. Yeah.
1: And um and for the NL, if you guys make it Having seen it in person, seeing that they're kind of a hodgepodge with Skip Schumacher <laughs> and Sandy, who's gone for the season, I can get behind the Marlins for the love because this isn't the Marlins that broke my heart in 2003. Granted, let's be fair. We broke
0: our heart in 2003. Mm. Mariano. I hope bastard. Shoemaker gets some net manager of the year considerations. Uh, given w- given what the, he's had to work with this season. I because really
1: think they're going to give it to Milwaukee's dude.
0: Craig Council? Yep. Uh, uh,
1: is he still crack cancel? Yeah, yeah, that's another it's, it's team stunning. that always gets fired. I, I think I think it would because you're dominating well enough in that division. You've led that division, and if you go far in that division Because name me people on the Brewers. I just know there's Christian Yelich. I don't I got nobody else
0: for you. I just think the surprise factor, especially if the Marlins actually do make that third wildcard spot, that should be the seal. That should just seal it
1: but right there. But do you reward for a third wild card? Which brings the question that I said last year when they changed it. You know,
0: should, yeah, do you look reward what the these Phillies teams? Did with
1: it. Yeah. Well, that was a different team, I would venture. I think they had that credentials and the potential to get there. The Marlins are really playing with house money, much like a certain mm-hmm. Miami sports team. Another one. It's amazing, right? How New York teams could have similarities and Florida teams because it is house money. You're a year or two ahead of the development. You know, That's true. I'm disappointed in Jazz always being injured because it's not that you could just see the electricity in him, but I think he's a good brass, a brand ambassador for
0: baseball. He is. Uh, he rubs a lot of people, even certain Marlins fans, the wrong way. I've seen it on Marlins Twitter what? for quite a while. He, he does have that personality that you, you either like him or you don't. And he's a kid too,
1: and I think per- I mean yeah, listen. What you guys need to realize on the Marlins Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm gonna defend Marlins historian here for a second. There's so many worse baseball players as human beings mm-hmm. in the MLB that you're gonna hate a guy legit, who un- legit. until Sorry, until he's more legitimately more. worse. Until you find somebody who's better, you're gonna hate the guy who loves the game so much that he's passionate. That's been the problem with baseball for years.
0: And the Marlins haven't yeah. had a guy like Jazz in a long time. Also, yeah, well, we need a guess- personality.
1: It's the fact that you hate. I'm, I'm gonna say it because I can, because it's our show and I have the credentials. You hate the fact that as a happy black young player, that's not what you're used to being the ambassador for a team, right?
0: I I, just, I felt like he was perfect. I mean, he's from the Bahamas. He's literally like ninety minutes across him. the water. He's the Mar- he's not an,
1: he's not an arbitrary pick, man.
0: Yeah. And, and the you Marlins know. go as Jazz goes because when he's playing well, this season at least. The Marlins have been playing well.
1: So, the outfield position has been weird because I have watched the games, haven't seen it. You know, there's sometimes where he's good and sometimes that. But, you know, the thing well, is, with it, outfield positioning, you have two other guys. Receiver, yeah, so. you have two other guys who are supposed to help you anyway. You know, in that sense. Yeah, but there's a lot of come.
0: questions with some of the corner outfielders. I think we do have some answers, finally. His Sanchez improved. The the pitching next year, well, you know, they're they're super young still. The only real veteran we have is... Is Sandy Alcantara. Johnny Cueto has just been awful.
1: Listen, I could have told you that.
0: Just completely washed.
1: Can you explain to me why, you know, and this is a big, look guys, it's a sports show. We're actually doing this. What is this love or desire to be? I I understand the answer, but it's still something for debate. Why are we taking chances on late 30, mid 30 pitchers that had no residual greatness in them for so long? Because he
0: had a okay season with a terrible Chicago White Sox team. Yeah, and, so, oh, and unfortunately, Kim Eng read read that one wrong. She she read a lot of her free agent picks uh, or signings this this past offseason wrong. Yeah. but she did rectify a lot of it with her her trade deals. We got Burger, we got Josh Bell. Boy, hope. Yeah, I saw. Out.
1: Look, Burger Burger good. He 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 was great the deciding story. factor in a couple of games. Yeah,
0: great story in baseball if you haven't. Learned about his story. He went through PTSD and everything like that because of his injuries and and just a lot of mental health struggles. And now he's he's doing well. He's got his family and everything like that. It's 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 pretty great. So that's a feel good story there. But um, yeah, no, well, that's enough. I, I can talk about the Marlins all day. But that's baseball. That's what everything's been going down, and it's been it's been fun for me to actually be invested and engaged in baseball. It's probably the most I've been engaged in, in a baseball season in a, in a long time, so I'm happy about that. But we're an hour and five minutes, Charles. I did my non-sponsor in a sense, so I, what do you
1: got? Alright, so it's been a minute, so it's the continuation of or mm. Things, that whole spiel and speech yep. that Francis Gives. I can give you guys so much, and I can give you... Oh shit, I'm stuck. I'm <clears> stuck by my twisted hand, because I, I, I couldn't give a non-sponsor until I finished the game, but there was... I, I'm going to give you two. Okay. Since Andrew's not here, I'll give you two. I'll give you my non-sponsor of the summer, and I'll give you my other non-sponsor of the summer, part one mm-hmm. and part two coming into it. So... Before we sign off on the show, and I'll keep it brief, my non-sponsor of the summer, gaming-wise, was Legend of Zelda: Tears of the King.
0: Alrighty, we finally, beat it yeah, 105 that's right. hours. We can give our final tears update because I actually do have that on my list here.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, but remember, I can never sponsor until I finish it. It's a rule that I'm stuck to dogmatically. Mm-hmm. 105 hours, it's great. You hear about it? Go buy it. Go play it. You need it. It's much better than Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Miles, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fantastic game, emotional story which is surprising good combat better combat better gameplay mechanics you're invested the time just flies perfect to just de- uh, decompress unwind listen to music listen to an audiobook you don't have to be stuck to just the score there's a plethora of things you i could easily gun on 150 hours if i was a completionist the way francis was and mind you that game to complete is probably 300 hours loved every bit of it Anoma. you did a fantastic job i was 70 hours into it before i had COVID. So that goes to tell you something that that was, I finished that game in five weeks, essentially. So it was once I hit the 105 hour mark, that I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. You're putting it to peace. And then when I had COVID, I was just doing those marathon nights, man. And it was just chef's kiss. You don't need anything else. I rather just have every new remake for switch Two, switch three. I, I, I just don't want it. So tears of the kingdom. Um, Promo code Tears of Greatness. Hmm. Loved it every step away. It will be my game of the year. That's the reason why I also had to put it on there because it has a very strong potential to being my non-sponsor of the year. So that's why I had to put it in play because to invest 105 hours is nothing. This isn't yeah. like playing Madden with your boys when it's a semi broken game, but you keep it together. This is something that you and I talked about it. I was waiting for you to beat it, it so I can gleefully respond to you.
0: That was also part of the hot goof suburb because we mm-hmm. by that point we finished our, our, our last season. And then we were still like a like a couple weeks left for our playthroughs. You beat it before I did. Yes. Um, and you went shorter than I did. I went <laughs> a lot more extra trying to get certain things just because I, in a sense, I didn't want it to end. Uh, but there, I reached a point where I felt like I had to end it.
1: Yeah, and that that was my exact feeling. That's the whole thing. Your cup will be full and you won't let it run over a drop. And that's what's beautiful about it. And that's what makes it the 10. And, and, and I know that sounds yeah. arbitrary. I know that sounds very Nintendo-ish, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Every time a Nintendo game comes out, we're like, oh, it's a 10 out of 10. It does feel like that sometimes. But whereas that arbitrariness was Breath of the Wild, that is not with Tears of the Kingdom. You play how you want, when you want, go from there. Yeah. And I would encourage people, if you had to play one game, on the switch play that place with three francisco yeah. and i are still doing it
0: it's the most complete game on the switch uh the Elonoma and crew have said that they're not doing dlc for the game that this Don't is happen. they they threw out every single idea that they could have into this game and there's still way more to do that i i often think when well, we've thought about it in time every once in a while we're just sitting there it's like you know, I still think about Hyrule, and and I still think about how there's still more for me to do in the game, but I just don't have the heart to go back. Because... I, I still
1: revisit that final bit of sequence, man. Yeah. The caverns, we fell yeah. in love with it. I thought I was gonna hate it. I was like, "Fucking, yeah. going To make me go into the dark, um, but I loved it. So, so it, it, memorable. Yeah. Tears of memorabilia. And, so that's part one. Yeah,
0: and, and it was, uh, I, and I told you that it had reached into that upper echelon of greatest games I've ever played. Uh, it, it reached, I think it's in top five now. And, and that was not an easy, easy mm-hmm. list to crack, personally, for me. There's a lot of old games. There's a lot of significant games there. But for this to reach there and supplant whatever it supplanted, I have to actually write down the list again. But I just go, but decades is decade. so hard. It is, it is, uh, it is up there. It's it, it's top five. It's it's up there with Sonic Three and Knuckles, Mario sixty four, um, uh, it, it's just, Odyssey. I well, I I don't have Odyssey up there. I actually have Mario, Galaxy. Mario Galaxy, Galaxy okay. two is mm-hmm. up there. Um, and then there's two Mario games and uh and Metroid Prime are is up yeah. there as well. So it, it's, and
1: mind it's up you, there. we we do curtail what we want to play for you guys and you and I are from a different generation. So don't be surprised. But the thing is, is that it's the same developers it's the same companies and they're still performing. And then I remember when we watched Nintendo direct and I said, I'm going to love it. So moving on to my second one. um, I miss cinema. Mm. I miss cinema. I miss cinema. I'm sick of these Marvel action movies that are like gotchas or anything that wants to be, or, wb stuff or dc and all this other stuff and and this is not a review for oppenheimer if you thought or barbie which i saw barbie so i haven't seen oppenheimer yet um but sometimes with my cinema i want my nostalgia and sometimes i want to see things done in a particular way that makes me not feel like a kid again but makes me appreciate my youth at 34 years old a couple weeks ago about a month ago yeah give or take about a month ago i watched teenage mutant turtles Mutant mayhem and i Cried. I had tears in my eyes. I did actually sob a little bit for certain scenes. And I absolutely loved it. Seth Rogen and his boy who did Superbad and all the stuff who was in for Excase Me Now made it. The animation is great. The acting is done by teenagers. You have Ice Cube of all people being Superfly. There's some, you know, noticeable and notable actors voicing like paul rudd and a few of the ones on the supporting cast. john carl espacito is there for a cup of coffee as Baxter stockman but is heartfelt it is focused on family the action is good it's funny it has the best soundtrack that i've heard in a long time in a movie um and i'm talking about because it hits like the R&B, b hip-hop rock songs that i can't spoil to a degree i will give one because now it could be seen and if you have to be sold on movie, watch watching scenes is that they have a fight scene with No Diggity by Blackstreet playing in the background, yeah. and you never thought of how it fit, and then it fit. Um, as you saw visually stunning, I love Ninja Turtles. You know, I love Ninja Turtles. I have the last one, and I still need to read. I own um, the first four segment movies that they have of the first three live action, and then TMT one. I have watched one of the Nickelodeons that was the CGI iteration of it, and I appreciate it for what it is. It's something I can get behind. Jackie Chan is in this movie, dude. Like, and he's so perfect. I don't, I don't like what they did with Splinter, and you'll see why because you know I was stuck to it. And I read some of the old comics and everything, but it was more about just growing up, having the toys, having the nostalgia. There's always something that feels to it when you feel connected, and I mean, that's Revenge, why I think Strider's Revenge, you know, and it's mm-hmm. Cowabunga Collection. So it's the Year of the Turtles, and we go on the full thing, and Cowabunga Collection is great. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of playing those old NES versions of it. That's not the em ups, but the side scrollers. They're fucking hard. That's my second curse word. Um, but shredders revenge has new dlc so i'm excited for that i will pay the eight bucks for or whatever just to play as karai and uh yojimbo and all that but there's a relatability as much i'll always there's there's really two superhero factions i will always feel connection to i will always feel a connection to spider-man because the guy's just trying to pay his rent and it's hmm. not the fact that i too i'm a nerdy kid from queens but there's a lot of relatability but there was something relatable about one of the turtles my only other complaint about they they changed Splinter a little bit. Um, not to my liking, but Jackie Tan does a great job. Raphael kind of feel like it's a short end of the stick because they just make him to a jock. But if you like Mikey or if you find a new secondary favorite turtle, it would be Mikey. I really liked how they did Michelangelo. I, I felt it because what you want out of cinema, well, I think what you want out of all forms of media, whether it be this fantastic podcast, as the Richard Nixon podcast, or a movie like New Mayhem, is connection and connectivity and to feel something to be hollow is just going through the procedures it's knowing that you have to eat three times a day and get eight hours of rest and you know do your hair you don't want to be robotic and this was very heartfelt so i absolutely loved it you know whether or not it'd be my movie of the year is that i don't watch movies like that anymore i used to be a big cinema snob um but i will buy it on 4k even if it goes to experiment plus i yeah. want to see on ramona
0: sequel to- sequel is gonna be a video game
1: Sequel sequel's gonna be a video game and they gave a greenlet. They're also gonna do a Paramount show. I don't think I will watch it, but I've also been watching Bleach and I think it's just average, so who knows what I'll watch. But I, I loved it every step of the way and then um promo code nostalgia.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, I have to start I have to watch this at some point. Uh, I think they'll I think I, I don't know if I finished the T M N T CG one they made in like in two thousand and six or whatever. Yeah. I think that's around that time. I don't remember, but um, I do remember. Like I think, I think I watched like three quarters of that movie. I remember, Raph was getting <laughs> pissed off. I, 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 something was going down. He's uh, always. Pissed. I, I know, but but he was particularly because I think the, the premise of that movie was like they had been separated for quite a while. They they weren't really a family, and then um, Leo had to get them back together. I think that was like the premise of that yep. movie. You're correct. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good, Um, and yeah, I haven't really gotten back to the TMNT stuff, they're making the, the, the last run in the video game as well, right, so that's that's also in the cards, Um, but I haven't gotten back into the Ninja Turtles in a bit, and I, I think I do need to, I, I do have Strider's Revenge on my phone, and you've been trying to get me to get into that, but I'm still holding out that maybe I'll get it for free <laughs> on on the consoles, or on the PC, sorry. All right, well, we're at an hour and 16, Charles, just to let you know mm-hmm. where we're at. And I don't think, I'll see if we'll have time to do this, but I at an hour and 16, I think it's a good time for us to hop on to the petty trade. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. I'm ready. We're at week one of the NFL. I don't really want to talk about college football because the Seminoles yeah. won. They, they won against LSU. That was fun. That was fine. Mm-hmm. That was cool.
1: Mm-hmm. May I then, make one comment when go this time ahead. Comes? I do not want to hear that the U is back. I swear to God, the whole agenda is against Mario Cristobal. And the fact that he took Jimbo Fisher, who I, I, we had a very Everybody hard time when he was an FSU touching him. You know, it, it was very hard. I mean, there was one season where we lost on a missed field goal. But, you know, we we almost blew up some stuff. I'm not trying to get faith in Tyler Van Dyke. The defense all up 30 plus points. We don't have a running game. I I can't allow myself to do it. I refuse to believe Mm. it. But damn it, it felt good to beat Jimbo. Yeah. Even though we'll probably lose. Especially all the excuses
0: he gave for why they lost because they they were clapping during the snap counts and 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 that the grass at the middle of the field where the U logo is at was we was really slippery. And I I hadn't listened to Jimbo speak in a long time.
1: Man, makes no sense. Incoherent.
0: Yeah, completely. Like, even for, like, Tallahassee, that, that was just egregious.
1: <laughs> Pretty bad. And yeah. I, I just, I think my text to you was, the U is a passing I... team? I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> because people just don't understand. Yeah. But that's all I have to say about college football. I really don't care about anything else. You guys want to,
0: it's all rigged anyway. Bama will find a way. Tennessee is not going to get any love, no Texas. I don't care. Yeah, everybody's so. making a whole big thing about, all oh, the NILs and the portals and stuff like that. Things will balance themselves out. And we'll be back to the same teams winning. Uh, if, if the portal and NIL is going to be that impactful, then what Syracuse? I think that's like the closest team to New York City mm-hmm. would be like a top team. So I, I'm not sure how that's going to work. And like I could get I can get USC because Los Angeles. I think a lot of people would USC and UCLA really taking advantage of just like, hey, we're should, we're Los Angeles, right? But if that was the case, then like the Hurricanes would also be a team that would take care advantage of that. And they have it. so you know, you is still not back. <laughs> All not right, back. don't say it. Yeah. All right, Charles, the petty train. So let me, let me pull. up. Come on, ride. You know, we got to get a theme song.
1: Come on, ride the train to the to the petty. What? What? You see, that's my dulcet tones.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 back on the petty train. And it's been a while. It's been a while, but as, as you know, we go through every single game. Whether we have a lot to say about this particular game, it eh, depends, right? But mm-hmm. I did watch some games, Charles. I did do some actual sports watching this week because that's that's kind of Same. been a difficult part for us, right? Is actually getting us to watch sports. We're
1: so apathetic. But if you think about it, you've been super dedicated. We show? were dedicated to both postseasons.
0: Yeah, and we hands yeah. down. Yeah, we, we, we were dedicated to together. baseball. Or yeah. you were, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've been following baseball. It's been, been a thing, and it's been cool. And I'm actually make, you know, I make some money off of that stuff, right? Any case, we're at NFL scores. I'm gonna put them up right now, and then we'll go from there. So, the season started. Kansas City versus Detroit, and Detroit wins.
2: Yeah,
1: you my know? my petty is everybody's like. Dick, curse number three, dick riding the Lions is the possibility. And my whole thing was like, but they started like one in six last year, but they beat a team. Good. It's game one. um Yeah, sure. Whatever. Bite yeah. those kneecaps.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I think, I think people just really identify with the Lions. They're like a very relatable team. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. Everybody that's just a coach, you, you just don't really cheer against. Everybody's rooting for the guy. And, uh, Lions are just just a lovable lovable losers football team, that it'd be nice to see them finally get theirs right, finally 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 have an actual good season that can lead to something. Yeah,
1: it's so, kind of pathetic where the highlight of your like existence is just eliminating Aaron Rodgers and, and causing him to leave. And
0: they're in the NFC North with we'll see very soon enough, very mediocre football teams. So there's a possibility they could win that division. But hey, a a win versus Kansas City is massive for anybody mm-hmm. at this point. All right, but and there's nothing to worry about for the Chiefs, really. Or, others, or there's nothing. I think
1: everybody about. lost. Yeah, yeah. Chargers lost.
0: So all right, uh, let's move on. All right, so the Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Deshaun Watson is back, everybody. Uh, to full capacity with a full training cap and everything like that. And they win 24 to 3. 154 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 16 for 29. That, those were his numbers. Joe Burrow was not consistent. assistant. 14 for 31 to 82 yards. And, you know, Nick Chubb. Ran for 106 yards. It, it, it Just. Yeah. It just, Cincinnati was just not in this game at all. Both teams play like they're from Ohio. How about yeah. that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't really know much to gauge from this. It's just like, uh, okay, fine.
1: The, my, my issue, what you're seeing, what you need to take highlights is sometimes you pay what you get for, warts and all, because both Deshaun, who has guaranteed money, and then Burrow, who now is the highest paid player in the NFL, yeah. couldn't produce. And yeah. mind you, it is one game in a division that is really Cincy Ravens dominated. You would want more, mm-hmm. but it it just goes down to my whole statement. is like, why are we overpaying guys who haven't, and I like Burrow, I, I do. But why are we overpaying guys who aren't ever in type three, the categorization of being MVP? You know, yeah. what? what is the, it just feels like we're just taking it laying down on our backs you know spread eagle with sometimes these things because of course they had to pay him yeah. there was a, no negotiations after i'm not saying that he's not worth it but you couldn't push a little bit because you still have to resign T. Higgins and jamar chase and then whoever you have to go with so that's and then we already know my opinions of Deshaun. how i hate the browns eternally because you know yes he sexually assaulted somebody If his whole thing i understand that you're yeah. saying oh he had a he had a you know he had to settle so he didn't lose any further money sure as attorneys, we have different perceptions of just consenting, and I can make that argument. We've made that argument of clients' best interest versus what actually happened. But we're not looking through the lens of attorneys. We're looking through the lens of like, oh, you know, be, can I be disgusting and say as males? We're like, oh, I'm going to really fight for it here. Yeah. But Deshaun's Deshaun. That's all I can say on the petty train.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Let's move on here. So we have the uh, the, the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. Twenty-four to ten, pass. Yeah, that's basically it. I think and a lot I'm seeing
1: one team this weekend or next weekend. I'm yeah. still saying
0: pass. Yeah, you know, Panthers are not going to be good. Uh, the the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. So Houston's going to be terrible.
1: So Let's just go. We'll ride that tank.
0: More. Ravens put up twenty-five points. It's like, okay, you, know, you guys did what you were supposed to do, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars win over the Colts. Yes. 31-21, that's your uh, in-division teams there, Charles. Well, we have no rivalry. I have really nothing to be petty on. Andy Richardson was okay,
1: surprisingly, even though I talked a lot of mad shit about him when he got drafted because, you know, he was awful in Florida. He still might be awful now, but we lost, so I can't, I can't really talk shit, right? Yeah. Well, I, I lose that
0: right. Well, I didn't want to get to that one just yet. I want to get through the other ones because I feel that's like one. we're going to have a lot to talk about the teams that we actually do follow. Mm-hmm. uh but, but yeah. yeah that's my comments on those teams all right well the <laughs> the the tampa bay buccaneers and the minnesota vikings love it yes baker mayfield who is us on the ba- on the field mind you the man's
1: basically like four inches taller than me and he's less and higher coming across Tom he lost a lot of money because how he was treated because i think i need people to realize something i didn't it, goes, it this is every year where one year we're like screw baker and then when you're like, you know what? We like Baker yeah, we every do. year. And that's this year, because my yeah. whole thing is like, it is not his fault that Matt Rule was such an impotent coach that didn't know what he was doing. And that's what he had to sign up for. It's not his fault that Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski didn't really know how to rely and develop quarterbacks. So they're logically like, we're just going to a guy who's actually a great quarterback, right? With Because Dish- that's what they did. They're like, we don't know how to develop. We're going to do mm-hmm. play runs and then play action. And we're just going to rely on this hard defense to just have Nick Chubb run. So they're like every year, but then he eliminated the Steelers when they were annoying. And then I just find myself like, you know what? Fine. And then it's the Vikings. And I like the Vikings because I love Justin Jefferson. Um, but you know, the idea is for this guy who's on a bad team to come in and win, no matter what, who's trying to play for all that cash. And I think he was like pushed out of bounds and stiffed arm. Somebody He says, take that little man to some guy. First <laughs> off, you have to meet me outside.
2: If you said that
1: to me and I got caught on the mic. But I kind of love that Petty this year. I'm all about Baker. Mm. Uh, Tampa Baker is what I think they call him. I'm yeah. all for it. Because the NFC South is such trash to begin with. I'm I don't I'm not a believer in any of those teams I'm about to see. And I'm just like, you know what? I want a little chaos theory. Mm. How great would it be if Tampa just says, yeah, we don't have Tom. But you know what? We didn't need Tom. We got Baker. Because it's going to make Cleveland, who I pay all that money, mm. and Carolina, who had to draft someone the first round, and if they don't amount to anything, yeah just be like, damn it. Because It goes back to the idea sometimes if you just have a well constructed team, you're good enough. Look at San Francisco, so that's my thoughts mm. on Baker,
0: yeah. And the Minnesota Vikings this is a very typical Minnesota Vikings game where they, they should have won and they lost. They have the talent to win and they just don't. And it seems like Kirk Cousins just has a bunch of empty stats. Well, but this <laughs> he, is the he thing, had a good though. game with 344 yards and two touchdowns, but it just but one interception. You speak that
1: they should have won, but they don't have a running back. Alexander Madison, I like him, but he's not a Dalvin Cook. They let Dalvin Cook because yeah. they wanted to be yeah. cheap. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. Yeah.
0: And they're not training you for know, Jonathan Taylor.
1: So You're not training for Jonathan Taylor, which is understandable in today's climate. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is great, but, you know, you can only throw it to one person for so long, so much, so often. Yeah, it's and good.
0: 150 yards.
1: And I'm just of the belief that's like, okay, you know, do do they think they could win the um the North the, the North, of course. That's a toss up. Know.
0: That division is a toss up. Anybody I can't
1: you can't decide divisions that much after one game. There's only a few of them where I can feel confident in what I'm gonna say. But yeah, you know what? It's just gonna be a fun ride with Tampa when they get blown out next week and I still can support them because I wanna see Justin Jefferson succeed. Mm. That that's that's just me. All right. <laughs> that's just me.
0: All right. So that's uh, Minnesota and Tampa. Let's see. I yeah, talk about that. We talked about that. Uh, it always defaults me back to week two. Uh, all right. Uh, Washington and Arizona. Pass. Yeah, it, it was a little bit scary there for Washington. They almost lost to a team that is outwardly tanking. Uh, as far as putting the guys out there to to tank, but the guys playing. We're trying to play for the jobs right now. That's pretty much what they're doing all season. How yeah, about they? They they got the win, right? That's nice. Dan Snyder's gone. That was the big thing that happened for them. And we'll see what happens with the the the, the new era of Washington football because they're probably not going to be called the Commanders after like this season. <laughs> probably going to change their name. All right. Uh, San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Pass. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers were. Just destroyed. Yeah, non-existent, non-existent. And And we we both had to see a lot of Kenny Pickett over in Pitt from the ACC, so I'm not surprised by any of this. Yeah, but uh, Brock Purdy did well. Yeah. You know, San Francisco looks like a machine. And
1: And sometimes that's all you need.
0: Yeah, good. They
1: just re-signed Nick Bose to a lot of money, so... You know yeah. how that goes. They're going to have a problem in two years. But, guys, they're not playing for long-term dynasties. Dynasties are overrated and they hardly happen. Right? That's the Everybody saw what the attitude. Los
0: Angeles Rams did and they're just like, all right, just win it and see what happens. Just win one and then it will take care yeah. of but itself. For,
1: for a team that's already been, for John Lynch, going to the Super Bowl once, getting to it again and winning is going to be the culmination of being a good GM. And you know what? I don't blame him. Your job is to construct a roster. So if you construct the roster the best way it is with the right coach, no one's on the hot seat, in my opinion, even though people think there could be for Shanny, pass because the game didn't even matter. I mean, I feel bad for Mike Tomlin. We like Mike Tomlin, but yeah.
0: passed. All right. Uh, I, I always want to say Oakland, but Las Vegas and Denver.
1: Good for a guapo Jimmy G.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't care about my,
1: here's my thoughts on champagne. If you want the petty guy seems like a prick. You know, I understand he's hard to deal with, but he's still angry by the fact that, you know, he, I feel like he just never took that accountability for bounty, bounty gate. gate. Yeah. And he should have. He got screwed over by the refs. Yes, I did. But the man had a lot of loaded rosters and had a lot of seven and nines. So yeah. I'm sorry that I'm going to say a guy who won a Super Bowl, yeah. you want me to say he's top 10 all this up. Probably and I just, Brees, yeah. I just never could. And I'm not even counting the seasons where it just didn't come into play. I'm counting the fact that there was like back to back seven and nine. Multiple times. And I know there was salary cap hell and everything like that, but I'm going to talk about the development and the fact that this man that they wrote and say he's going to change all this stuff. And he basically, y'all going to hate me for it. He played the same as Nathaniel Hackett did. Do I think he could structurally be the guy? Sure. Yes. Do the Broncos have injuries and all this stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Unequivocally. But like, it's just, I don't think it was going to work to begin with. He'll get his full tenure, he'll get his three, four years. Um, But this guy also flamed out because he didn't want to deal with New Orleans anymore. He just didn't want to deal with Jameis Winston, right? Can you make Russell Wilson bet oh the petty? Uh, You know what? The petty's here. The petty's here. We're right. Oh, he's going to fix Russell Wilson. Do not think Pete Carroll, who is a very intelligent coach. There was a reason why he really structured every game plan the way he did it with Russ. Hmm. That long is because I felt that he knew how his players were, plain and simple. And look what he's done with Gino. And look what he's done with Gino. He, He knows their capacities and weaknesses. And do I think he was still bitter about the interception? Yeah, sure. But you know what? You can call the players all you want. Someone still has to make that throw. And I don't know if there's been accountability on, I think we gave Russ too much leeway on the fact that he made that throw that got picked by Malcolm Butler mm. and all those years ago. So, but no, you know, I like Russ. He's vanilla to me, you know, and there was a lot of weaknesses, but maybe yeah, you,
0: had a, you, had a, you had an okay game, you know, two touchdowns, 173 yards and like, no no interceptions. Like it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah, but may, maybe that he's not the game changer. But, you know, when you pay big not money, Francisco, it's about what the score is going to be at yeah. the end of the day. We, we lie to ourselves and we say it's sometimes about winning and we could win. But what do they really care about? It's about how much you win by. This belief that quarterbacks are going to create a high powered offense because we are too enamored. The petty is here, baby. We are Man. too enamored with making everything happen to be fantasy football related. That if you're going to get this high paying quarterback, it's got to be 45 points to help me out on my weekend Man. warrior job. You know that is be on NFL uh, app or ESPN app or Yahoo to get there, Alrighty. and that ain't rust.
0: Mm. The Eagles over the Patriots—that was a good game. I was watching it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I liked it. There were some weaknesses, but I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, it was—it uh, was pretty good. Mac Jones with you know a ton of yardage, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Jalen, one hundred and seventy, one touchdown. Your your boy AJ with uh, seven oh, receptions, seventy nine yards. I miss you. Yeah, and and Zeke out in New England now. He yards. fumbled. Yeah, I know. Twenty nine yards, but led his team in rushing. Right? So,
1: but it's it's also Bill Belichick. So who you have as Week One as a rusher ain't gonna mean nothing. Yeah, that's true.
0: But uh, yeah, not a bad not a bad game at all, given the the relatively with the rest of the other games. The, the Rams beat the Seahawks. Good for you, Matt Safford. Yeah. Yeah, the people are like, you should retire. And he's like, nope. <laughs> nope, I'm going to try and try and do this one more time. So good for him. The Packers beat the Bears again, even without Rogers. So 38 to 20. So good for uh, Jordan Love? Love. Yeah, Jordan Love. I don't know what to make of that team because
1: the Bears are bad. This is a team that had the first overall pick, so you know. But good for him if he can read defenses because I've seen worse quarterbacks go against worse defenses that or defense that bad that don't do anything.
0: He's in a division where he has room to grow because Chicago's not great. Minnesota is always up for pooping the bed, and can't I mean Detroit's just like a feel good thing whether they'll be really good or not is is, is left to be seen and it would be really funny if the Packers wind up with another generational quarterback.
1: Could you imagine?
0: Especially given what has happened over the last twenty four hours.
1: <laughs> generational quarterback and the fact that they trusted to wait to decide on him and develop mm. him.
0: Yep. Again. So Oh, uh, right. do
1: people realize that Brett Favre wasn't a first round pick? Sometimes I wonder.
0: Yeah. And he you know, the, that. he was on
1: the eleven Falcons
0: <laughs> and, and he was you know, on painkillers and yeah. got addicted to them and then allegedly stole a bunch of money from poor people in Mississippi. Oh wait, that was <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> it's <not> alleged. It's, <laughs> it's had his uh his dick pick. We that wasn't alleged. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, let's see, just going by these. Yeah, all right. This is this is kind of where I want to go. Uh, let's talk about these two games, Charles. So we're at an hour thirty-six, mm-hmm. so let's talk about your game because that was the one that happened first. That was the first game that I watched on Sunday, because eh, you know, yeah, you know, it's your team. I wanted to see. I wanted to gauge where you were going to come from once we actually started doing this. So your Tennessee Titans go to New Orleans and uh, look like the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> That's basically it. They look like the Tennessee Titans.
1: You know what's sad and great about <laughs> it at the same time? Yeah. It's an effective offense if we have to go down and score five field goals. <laughs> it's an excellent defense. It's just Ryan Tannehill didn't play this uh, preseason. It shows yeah. he has no rapport with DeAndre Hopkins, who, to me, I'm already happy with, because I have a wide receiver get like 67 yards. I don't think you guys realize that's almost unheard of. in that atmosphere so it was fine they of course didn't call it the fumble but you know i'm too old to care about nfl officiating mistakes when there's always nfl officiating mistakes i don't know why we didn't run the ball more with henry but that was we tried out tajay spears but yeah deandre hopkins had set 13 targets but he was responsible for you know, getting picked multiple times because was like, I'm going to throw deep. I'm like, you don't have the arm. What are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. But to get 65 yards out of it was surprising to me. It, we don't have Todd Downing anymore as a. Um, as a offensive coordinator, so that's good. We put 15 points. Hey, guys, we were struggling. And the one thing I would disagree on is Mike Rabel played uh, loser football by going for the field goal that led to the 15 points as opposed for going for on fourth down because I just knew the defense was going to blow up um, and lo and behold it happens and I have to just accept that and deal with it and I deal with it I'm not concerned but I think I said that last year and then we went seven and three right I think we lost the first game of the year to the Giants so I was like I yeah, will be okay and then we went on the downturn it's more about familiarity I wasn't angry was did I care about the fumble? I'm like, I'm like, damn it, but I'm not that I'm not that guy anymore to fake the outrage. And if I could be very honest, I think a lot of sports fans fake the outrage for the drama- dramaticism for the me with people around social media, yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Oh, come on, you know, what do you do? guys taking off their jerseys. So I'm not personally attacking this guy, but I'm gonna talk, talk some ish. There was like one person after that Giants game that was 40 to zero, which, ha, um, that's that's my answer to them. That he's walking away mm-hmm. outside of the, um, outside of the arena, taking his shirt off or taking mm-hmm. the jersey off and throwing it on the ground. Like, let's not. It's not that. It's not that deep. But if I paid money for something, I'm gonna pick it up and clean it the next day. But I guess I shouldn't tell people how to feel, right? You know. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Derek Carr's Derek Carr. The Saints got some issues. My buddy's a Saints fan. That's why we're going to the Carolinas this weekend. Seem to catch up with another friend as well who lives in the Carolinas. But I. I don't know. Like, would I see a Titans game this season? Maybe they're in Florida, December 11th. But Mm. work in progress. That's all I can say. I don't. I don't hate it.
0: You're in the AFC South. So yeah, we,
1: we could have won the AFC South last year, yeah. but you know, we just hit that downslide and there was that fumble that wasn't called a fumble. And they ruled it, a, or I'm sorry, it was they didn't rule it an incomplete pass, they rolled a fumble, even though we get the same thing. Whatever, man, Life, life's life's too short to get angry about something that you're never expected to win each year either. Yeah, in week one. So in week so, one, uh, it's not week 17 on the yeah. line. Could it come back and bite a shirt, sure, but it's up, it's our job. Our t- coaches. I'm a coach here. Look at my motivation speed. It's the coach's job to help you the next sixteen.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Your game, though. All right. So, Dolphins. I did watch pretty much the entire game. Uh, I was I was hating all game you as, as you saw by the by the, by the group chat uh, because all summer as my beloved Marlins were staying in a wild card race, and after my beloved Heat and Panthers had come off finals appearances
1: <sighs> unsuccessfully
0: uh, everybody was still on that uh Dolphins teat and saying that this is the team this is the year this finally finally have all the pieces Tua's got everything Tua got buff Tua got the sleeve tattoo and well they won they beat the Los Angeles Chargers 36-34 to It was a slugfest. Defense was nowhere to be found except for that last drive by the Chargers where the Dolphins defense finally came through. And uh, Tua defeated Herbert again. Which is another narrative that's going on right now. And he put up 466 yards and there were there was a suspect interception still. But Man, he, he is really helped by a lot of things. I, I do find it that he's very Irak lucky. in being one of them. Yes, I do find it that he's incredibly lucky. And, well, he
1: went for the deep ball a little bit more from what I saw.
0: Yeah, but it's pretty much reliant on the speed of his wide receivers to go from there, which is exactly how they've schemed it up. So I, I, I can't fault McDaniels for for doing it that way. Yeah. And either way, I win. Whether when the Dolphins lose, I win. When they win, I win. And after this this first week, it's like, hey, you know, you put up thirty six points, congratulations, but he also gave up thirty four. So we'll see how that affects the No
1: Jalen Ramsey. I think that's where the petty train should come in for you. Of course, you take well you have these big name wide
0: receiver, you trade for Jalen
1: Ramsey and all
0: goes Yeah, he, you know, know, he gets in chest though. Is what it is. With that, but it's—I mean—it's still not as devastating an injury as to say your quarterback, and that's still suspect with the with Tua. We haven't seen the big hit yet because he's going to get the big hit, and we're going to see how that affects him. Apparently, he got buffer in order to withstand the hits, and he learned how to fall down. And do they realize getting buffer is not going to—you can't get your brain any buffer, bud. Well, that's a... <laughs> you know his injuries—that—that's the—that's the
1: narrative. That's the, that's the narrative. Narr- he's got buff. He could do this. I'm like, his head literally hit that ground the
0: way as if somebody got hit by Mike Tyson. Yeah, we gotta hope whatever new little things they've added to the helmets, because I see like they're a lot more bumpier inside. He got, he has like a special helmet now that's supposedly more padded than other helmets. I have no idea how that's gonna work out. But we don't have the big hit just yet. And hey, they won. Good for them. Uh, There was a point in the last drive by the Chargers where we didn't know if, if uh, Herbert got the playoff because the, the the screen went blue for everybody and that was kind of what happened I didn't know about that I yeah. didn't really I looked at the set line but I didn't watch highlights I, I watched that I was watching and it was like oh the the, the broadcast went <laughs> I'm like something went down and then uh it came back and they sacked them so the game was over but uh yeah you know my dad was excited he wants the dolphins to win but I I feel like I have a lot more fun when they lose <laughs> <laughs> and that's after, that's, once again, that's 20 years of being a Dolphins fan and being hardened by their, their terribleness and just embracing Petty Dorf. Anyways, yeah, it is what it is. We'll see what happens next week. All right. uh, The Sunday night game was the Cowboys and the Giants. Ah! <laughs> that was funny.
2: Ah.
1: And we don't care about either team, truthfully, kids. No, it does not. Yes. It's just funny. It's just funny. It's to just, see. I, you know, my opinion on Daniel Jones. I said my piece. I'm not going to go on there. I, I felt like I was super right. I feel Brian. I, there's just so much I disagree on with, with that organization, both of them. You know, it's just mm. neither of them are good, but yeah. neither of them are great. It's but someone's got to win, right? Yeah, but someone's it's just win.
0: funny to see a team get blown out and shut out 40 to nothing. I think that's always an event for everybody.
1: It really makes it feel like you didn't plan for anything, and when you were a team that got some press, man,
0: at home too, yeah, some press, yeah, uh, they made the playoffs last year, and it was they we're we're signing Daniel Jones, he's he's our he's our guy, right, and everything just kind of. So well, the fact that
1: you wouldn't let him go because he had a good season, even though it was average, just because he led you to nine and seven doesn't mean yeah. he's your guy. I think you could have gotten the same result with Jimmy G yeah, and save Baker yourself Maple. some money and opt out. But what the hell do we know? <laughs> or what Baker the hell do Maple, we know?
0: You know, <laughs> he, just, he let the Bucks to win.
1: Yeah. Um, just give the ball to Saquon and then do a play action. Yeah. But what do we know?
0: Right. What do we know? All right. So that happened on Sunday, September 10th in, well, not really New York. It's New Jersey. And so the following day, another game on nine eleven, Charles.
1: I am legitimately and- exiting out of Sifu so I can like be <laughs> this focused and this so, intense for what is to come.
0: Yesterday was nine eleven. Everybody had their their ceremonies and everything like that across baseball because that was the only other sport playing on the actual day.
1: Ironically, uh, Red Sox and uh you know Yankees get rained out.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think the Mets were at home, so I think the Mets are usually at home for this because they were like the first game back in New York after everything happened. But anyways, uh, the New York Jets are the team. This is it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the guy. They had hard knocks all offseason. Everything. He left. He leaves Green Bay. He's out here promoting ayahuasca and psychedelics. Well, Everybody seems to have magically forgotten how much he, he suddenly became like a 9-11 denier. <laughs> but he comes out in Jets green with the American flag, Charles. It's patriotic. It's exciting. We're four plays in and... <smack> Achilles is gone. Mm, 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 and you pick mm, up where I mm. left off.
1: May I? Because hmm. I've already heard the excuses. For Everybody's talking players. about it all day. It's been fun, but I want to hear. I've, you I've already comments. heard the excuses. I've Damn. seen
0: the texts in the group chats that you have on on the other stuff.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> and the fact that my friend didn't know that I don't like Aaron Rodgers. So can I give backstory? May I give backstory? Hmm. I was on an island five years ago, almost six. Whenever it was, when I go to him, like Aaron Rodgers, not as good as you guys think he is, and they're like, "What?" Look at him. He's not a turnover machine like Favre. He's won two MVPs. I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't really produce. And then I heard excuses. I, I think that's the problem. It's a way of saying, like, he's a good guy, but, you know, he does have a criminal arrest for a B and a battery. That's the way I, it would have felt like it was justified to me, where you look at what he's doing. And here's the thing I liked Aaron Rodgers when he was Super Bowl run, but then the, the excuses kind of mounted on his legacy. And then other people, from McCarthy to the current Green Bay head coach, who's now, of course, my brain leaves me, to the administration, to not getting wide receivers, where everybody's like, they never got him a true first-round wide receiver. And I said, well, not a lot of teams have true first-round wide receivers. Was Tyreek Hill a first-round receiver? No, right? Tyreek was, what, a fifth-rounder or something like that in Kansas City and came over? Like, I'm just giving him as prime example. There's plenty of, you know, first-rounders that flame out. John Ross is an example, right? I'm like, you, you could... Make these actions, and I just heard a lot of stuff. I'm like, okay, but he's not getting all stuff. But both his teams went 13 and three, the system must have been good. And then as it progressed, you're seeing his playoff records not good. And then I think, had it not been for his COVID stance, which listen, the COVID pandemic really opened some eyes of who should even hang around with in life in general, right? Mm. I think more people want to join and me being the Moses of the Aaron Rodgers, you know, hater club, the petty club. I was like, bring me my people and I'll split the, uh, you know, the river bullshit for you. And they wanted the Jets, the Jets, and they do this all the time because it's a team that doesn't, it's a mess organization that never knows how to get a good coach and develop a good team and develop anything because Woody Johnson is just up his own ass half the time. And they're like, he's the guy. I'm like, really? He's 39. He looked kind of beaten up. He he kind of slowed down with the the Packers, stuff like that. And yeah, he had a slow process. 26 and 12 is good for quarterback, but you want to go up there? They, they want to trade a first rounder, a second rounder, and a conditional second rounder. They're like, this is the guy. And then the Jets fan got to guys. And then, it's not even the fans. You're, you're supposed to be happy as a fandom. To get a guy that you want. It was the same way how I got DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, well, you know, we got to let go of the fact that we got H-Boward. I'll take a chance at DeAndre Hopkins when I wanted Bud Dupree. And he didn't do anything out of Tennessee when we signed him. You're supposed to want that, I think. So I don't really hate the fandom that much. Each fandom has to have that glimmer of hope. It's the media. It's ESPN. It's Stephen A. Smith. It's Dan Orlovsky. It's uh, Ryan Clark. It's all these people who go on and say, this is a team that can help you win all. Like Dan Orlovsky. Going and saying that the Rodgers had confirmed the rupture Achilles last night, I was like, damn it, they were going to win it all. They had the capability. I'm like, one, everybody has the capability to win all week. One, that's my first statement. Two, did it because that offensive line, Charles Stradamus came out. You yeah. saw it. I clipped it. My friends like, what's the prediction that you know is going to happen? I said he's going to be more devastating to New York than than some things. I won't go into detail because we're on broadcast. And I said the O line's an issue because we're objective. A lot of people. <laughs>
0: Made the jokes on on Twitter, so yeah. But you know <laughs> the attorney thing, and
1: then also we have to be uh, we have to be civil in these times. Marvel Strike Marvel Strike Force needs us. They, actually, this is a good sponsorship compared to some of the other ones we've had. Go play it on your phones, and four plays in, and rupture kills. And you guys are going and saying, Charles, are you praising the fact that someone got hurt? I'm like, no, I'm not an animal in that sense. I'm praising the fact, or I'm loving the fact, that the Jets did not get a backup plan to the backup plan when it was clear on the face as a possibility because he had a calf strain. So this is really more on the petty than to Rodgers itself at this point. Rodgers had a calf strain from OTAs. He wasn't there. The whole thing was like you were just going to replace Zach Wilson. You just didn't want to eat up the money and not have him be on the streets, right? He never did anything wrong as a human being. He just isn't good. He wasn't really that good last night. It was the special. Yeah, exactly that too. So it's like, okay, you know, it actually makes you love him a little bit more. It does. But you didn't go out of your way to at least try to draft a development quarterback. You didn't try out of your way to pick up another free agent. It's okay to have three quarterbacks on a roster. I don't understand this. So option A went to the wind really badly. And, you know, Achilles rupture at 40 when he comes back, because he's 39 now, may not get you there. And my whole thing about the Jets, I'm like, I don't think they're going to be that good for him offensively from the bad. Um offensive line, and they really just have Garrett Wilson, who may or may not just be one a one year wonder. Or not we don't know. I think he's good, sure. Um, but they don't. Have, they had of Lazard, and my my petty for what did we say last time? I was like, damn it, I'm not going to talk about NFL free agency because it's going to be the narrative where Aaron Rodgers going to be at the Jets time. But they constructed a roster of Randall Cobb because that's his boy, Al Lazard because that's his boy. They got Michael harman on a one year deal. They trade away Elijah Moore. They let. Corey Davis had retired um, and then they uh, they put down another guy who's they traded another guy who got hurt I can't remember his name right now these young prospect guys for guys who weren't really contributors Alan Lazard has not hit a thousand yard season. He's like 700 at most and that's when he was literally the last man standing. but he was Aaron boys right so let's cater to Aaron let's get him his guys let's hire Nathaniel Hackett who got? he's one of the rare coaches to get fired without completing his first year. But we're going to put him as offensive coordinator, right? Because Aaron, boys, maybe it's a sell, blah, blah, and they'll deny it to your face. And that's where the petty might come from. But the petty, to me, to the Jets, man, and I I don't feel one way or another towards them. You hate them more than I have any ounce of it if you support the Dolphins. But it comes out to this, you know there was really a risk of injury. In the whole season, you already said Zach Wilson wasn't really the guy that you want. That's why you brought in Rodgers. So why didn't you bring in another quarterback to battle out for the number two position when you know there was no development ever in Zach Wilson? Hindsight twenty twenty. This was the hindsight in front of you though. So that's hilarious to me. That's what's funny to me because I didn't have the Jets going to the playoffs. That's a seven and ten. You guys made the assumptions that it's there, but you know it goes back to what I always tell people: Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G, Colin Kaepernick, they got you Super Bowls. They did not win it, but I think that's more of other yeah. failures that come into it. You know, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You can still get it to there, but I'm not saying the free agency crop is great for the replacement. That but you had ex- exactly you have you have people that you could have maybe drafted and developed to at least compete because if Wilson's really that bad and y'all are sweating bullets,
0: <laughs> look what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. They're already Dang. tanking for another quarterback.
1: They went for Josh Dobbs, you know, to put in there, but you know, can you win the game? Cause at the end of the day too, it is a team sport. And last time's game showed that offense didn't matter, Josh Allen, who unfortunately I feel like it's where my petty is going to go. Once Rogers is all said done, cause he seems like a good guy. But I never really saw what was super special from him, aside from helping Buffalo get out of the cellar. But I think it's also my my disdain of the Bills. My one of my closest friends is a big Bills fan, and I throw it to him all the time. Like last night's game, I I texted them and I said uh, in the group chat, I go and I say like, oh, are the Bills can complain about not allowing punting now? Yeah. Very facetious because that's what comes in. But for Allen, I'm like, okay, what's he doing? He threw four picks. He seemed unstructured. He's he doesn't do much with Stephon without Stephon Diggs. But the petty is strong because Rodgers was already at the end of his game anyway for me. I saw the writing on the wall a long time ago, like two years ago. I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be there. So the petty's really just not out there. I'm not going to celebrate the fact that he got injured. If he chooses to retire, that's fine. I don't think he's going to retire because that's why he extended his contract. The petty now is just coming with the Jets. It's almost like the Cleveland Browns level petty where you were that desperate for notoriety and just to get away from Baker Mayfield that you signed Deshaun who didn't get you anything. It wasn't really good this first week, even though you won to Almost the same sound and story where you went through everything to get rid of Zach Wilson. Now you have to be stuck with Zach Wilson, who's mm-hmm. playing for a fifth year option. You don't know where uh, Rogers' recovery is, and you didn't do enough to go from there. And here's the thing. People are like, oh, they should trade for this. Do you understand how hard it is to understand NFL playbook and offensive terminology? It's the reason why poor Josh Freeman got blackballed by Greg Shiano, who I have so many reasons why I can say. It. Where he got released from Tampa, had to go to Minnesota one season, start out of nowhere, and then start to New York. You have to actually learn it. I can't speak Spanish just because I know buenos dias and gracias when I'm in uh, you know, uh, any kind of Mexican restaurant establishment. You have to learn it, guys, on how it functions every day. That's offense in the NFL. Holy shit, I was able to make that make sense. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> but it's unrealistic. Why? Because they want to have something better than Zach Wilson and that's what tickles me the most in my soul.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: What's your thoughts, francisco?
0: Uh, i mean i just I just find the entire situation to be the the football gods have a very cruel sense of humor, and the fact that the Mets and the Jets are essentially the same franchise is always funny. essentially um it, it was just fun to see, and uh, Buffalo, I guess being in the division, losing a game like this is also funny to me as well. So it kind of gets you in that. I saw a lot of people comparing Josh Allen to like Cam Newton. Now he's starting to fall off. I don't know if we're there just yet. No, there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of hyperbole after week one. So I don't want to go there myself. I
1: think either. people are following the trend that I'm following though. Where Buffalo's not helping themselves being likable anymore. We liked them in the beginning. Once Sean McDermott just you know,
0: yeah, because they were lovable losers and everything. Yeah. Like that, and they never, well, you
1: know, this is still the man who put who put Nathan Peterman over Tyrod Taylor on playoff standing hmm. games. But yeah. there's there's stuff that you like because you do appreciate the the roster they've constructed through free agency in the draft. But they've been the basis for a lot of rule changes that really it's more about accountability. And yeah. it's like, okay, coin tosses, all this stuff. No one liked the Vikings and Brett Favre when he was complaining about getting eliminated by a field goal, right? you you become a downside because what you complain about that gets done affects the 31 other teams and the fan bases of those 31 other teams.
0: Yep. Yeah, but, well, that's it. That's it for week one. I don't want to talk about week two. I don't want to speculate because yeah, there's, we, there's no real value in that. In plus we opinion.
1: can just leave that on my experience of a Monday night football game.
0: Yeah. Well, we're at an hour and 58 minutes, Charles, and this is usually around the time where we head on over to the cage, but I, I do, before we do that, I do want to preface it a little bit because I, I, I do want to steer the conversation just a bit because I do have some questions over, over the hot goof summer. A lot of stuff happened in wrestling, mm-hmm. and you, you have a lot to say. But there's a lot of things I want to know about because through your, your, <laughs> you affecting my timeline and my YouTube algorithm... <laughs> There are some things that I kind of pique my interest because they just pop up there because you, you're always sending me the, uh, the things over wrestling Twitter. So with that, let's head on over.
1: Okay, welcome everybody. You're now Weekly True Plex, the cage with Charles from our wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance. It's poetry and motion. It's a story about men and women chasing championships, establishing legacies, trying to be all they could be, beat the holy hell of each other breaking our hearts, winning our hearts back, mm. um, connecting with us as stage actors, as human beings, as people to take you out of a realm of escapism and give you 15 minutes, an hour, eight minutes at the gym. As you hear a promo of somebody returning after they've been fired and then also make you realize that damn, there's more to life, but they're more than just people. Cause it's going to be tough, but the way I'm yeah. structuring this um. You know, and all this other fun stuff in my intro, I had to kind of side it because things, real things have happened. Um, My analysis, because I knew we were probably gonna have a bigger show was I was gonna give you a state of wrestling, you know, the state of AEW, state of WWE. I wasn't gonna go through a lot of stuff. I'm gonna tell you what I watched and I liked it, but we're not going from there, so it's relatively short, but, and then we're of course going to leave the thing that actually matters to me. And this probably has my clothes off, but um, state of wrestling, WWE, AEW, Charles watched a lot of pay-per-views, Charles watched SummerSlam. It was fine. Charles watched Payback. It was okay. Um, Charles is kind of like fatigued by certain things. And now that Monday Night Football is in play, Raw, is not going to be watched as much, I think. I don't watch SmackDown. NXT's been good. Watch a couple of NXT pay-per-views. Um, current highlights of wrestlers that Charles likes in WWE. Gunther, of course, your longest rating. Intercontinental Champion. Clean with the fits. Always put on the five-star stuff. Uh, Roman hasn't really been wrestling much. SummerSlam happened. He retained. Obviously, that's all you need to know. Um, Seth Rollins put in that work. Loving some Bobby Lashley. He hasn't wrestled in a bit, but he might be going to a heel with the Street Profits, going into their own faction. Um, new titles were introduced, as we kind of talked about. NXT, loved me some Ilya Dragunov. Love me some Wesley. They had a number one contenders match. Carmelo Hayes, loved me some of that. You know, women's wrestling, Becky Lynch is really the face of the organization besides Roman. Just saying it, you know, Trish Stratus, love you. Did a fantastic cage match on that um, payback pay-per-view. Kevin Owens, you're great. You know, we're doing your tribute. Sami Zayn, you're great. Um, Quality could be better. And we're going to see what happens because yesterday... Glorious. Aside from you know Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, it was Vince McMahon's last day owning the majority share of WWE because now the merger with Endeavor has happened. Use UFC and now it's under TKO brand. I don't know what that means. I I really don't. I I don't know. And that's kind of like the interesting aspect because we know when Vince had retired in July last year, allegedly, but he didn't. That things were going to get better. Things did get better, but I don't know how that's going to affect contracts or wrestlers. I think wrestlers deserve more money per se, because they can actually move merchandise. I don't see anybody with an Azriel uh Shay shirt out there. There's, right?
0: there's a real opportunity here with wrestling. I kind of want to loop this in just a little bit because it's something I had on my list. Yeah. That's happening in the world of entertainment right now. you got the, the writers and actors strike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And right now, these companies are searching for content. They've got a bunch of stuff in their backlogs that hasn't been released. That they're releasing over time, and trying to hope to, to stretch things out. So we're gonna get a lot more sports and reality shows and sports entertainment. So I like to see because I was listening to our last season. You had mentioned that Turner Sports was at wanted added another show. It's like AEW, and I feel like that Collision. Gonna, yes. yes. The, the,
1: the- uh, there's so much has happened, <laughs> but, but yes.
0: But you had mentioned that and I did remember it. You see that I'm actually paying attention, Charles. Over or really? five years later, and I'm actually getting it, and I feel like we're gonna get a lot of wrestling with, and cross over promotions with UFC and all that stuff, and we're gonna see a lot more of them because they technically are not actors amongst the Screen Actors Guild, and they're mm-hmm. independent contractors. Correct. I feel like we're going to get a lot more of those people in our face as a fill in for the entertainment.
1: Well, that's essentially what happened with the pandemic era, right? ESPN needed something, so they were broadcasting some WrestleMania stuff. But also, WWE is identifiable as a brand. You know, I sent you a link with the new NFL titles. It's funny because Jacksonville Jaguars I think got removed because the owner owns AEW yeah. along with his son. But Coco Goff had just won something. I don't know. I, I follow tennis, but US not Open. enough. U.S. Open. Thank you. I knew it was the Open, but I didn't feel confident saying it. She's pictured out. with a trophy and a WWE championship. Mm-hmm. Right. It's something that Triple H sends out. People, people like it. It's a brand image. It's a thing. There's crossover. You know, The Rock is not a former WCW wrestler. The Rock is a former WWF wrestler. Um, I'm going to say WWF kids because we start with Batista is not a former Impact New Japan AEW wrestler. He's a former, oh, granted, AEW was in existence. I understand it. But he is a former WWE wrestler, right? John Cena. It's something. There is a crossover blend. And unfortunately, you know, whether or not you think unionization or wrestling is good. I think you should just be paid equitably, is my answer to that. And if you pay me well enough, the concept of unionization doesn't matter, right? Along with benefits and things of that nature. I think that's a simple thing about all as attorney is I don't care about bonuses if you just give me a high end salary. I rather take that than I rather take real money than the possibility of more money. You understand? Like I don't play not play money, like man. And I, I it it goes from there. But um it's a good brand, it's a good crossover. TNT is making more money now because you have more interested people. The ratings stay the same, but the idea is that you can always possibly get more on streaming because Max is now in effect. The idea is you might have other sponsors who want to be on your streaming platform and your cable network television buddy. That's you have two pockets and each one can hold a lot of cash. That's the mentality state of AUW. It's just OK. CM Punk got fired. That's how I'm going to start this. Oh, I was OK. That
0: was on my list. So because because last time last season, it was at the beginning or not really at the beginning but it was in part of an interesting point of the CM Punk story. And yeah. you had said to me you wanted to hold off because you didn't really know where it was going to go. Yeah. But now that was one of my questions I wanted to ask cuz now I feel like I feel like I may have lost a bit at the beginning of the CM Punk saga, but I feel like yeah. now you can finally give me a nice synopsis as to how we've gotten to this point because some interesting things have happened that have I, I, trended I, 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 on Twitter. You I know? could do this on three to four sentences.
1: You ready yes. for this? All Out Brawl last year, CM Punk started shit with the Elite, and the Elite started shit with him. They can't talk about because of That's one. Punk suspended for a long period of time. Mm. Two. Tony Khan curated a new show called AW Collision because Warner Brothers Media wanted something in there, and Punk is a draw. That's three. Punk started shit with Jungle Boy at Wembley. Whoever did it first, it doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter. But it led to his dismissal because he was a problem for. That that's it. That's how it was viewed. There's okay. two sides to everything. But when it comes to wrestling and my dismissal, you mean like his contract was terminated? Just, all yeah, that. You, go. you know Tony Khan want to say that on you know, I sent it to you in the, in the chat where he's saying, oh, you know, I never felt like my life was in danger before or anything else that comes into it. I don't know what happens. Tony Khan could be a pussy for all I know. Like. Curse word number four, and what he views as being threatened is not the same viewing that I feel as being threatened. And granted, that might be. Look what I do for a living, the people I deal with. You know, sometimes I have to put bolos out on guys. I don't know, but you know, that's why Tony Khan. I'm gonna give you the advice. Next time someone gives you some ish, you have a cold glass in one hand and something else cold in your right hand, buddy. And you get that cold iron, and you good. Anywho, I was never like a CM Punk guy per se because I kind of partially missed him when I was leaving wrestling, and then I came back There's stuff that I enjoy about him. Um it's about who you make money with and wrestling is a carny sport and the idea is that you wanna get the most value of money, so you should work with anybody. Finn Balor said, best I'll work with a broomstick if it brings me money, right? That's the mentality that comes into it. And you give the shout out. But there's you know, there's people on AEW that I like. I paid for Forbidden Door. Danielson Okada was good. Danielson broke his arm like fifteen minutes into the match or ten minutes of the match and still continued it. So know people, there there's building into it, but everything has his rough patches highlight stars of wrestling right now i do like orange Cassidy. you guys gotta let it go he's good at what he does i'm sorry darby allen's put in some good work loving me some samoa joe loving me some christian cage mjf has turned face like it you know him and adam cole i don't know how that end result's gonna be um i need to, uh, tony khan to get more of a split of ring of honor and ada because he owns both but you're still having cross blends and remember ring of honor doesn't have licensing rights so you're trying to get through honor plus and they have to make it work but it's been fine wrestling's just an adult right now for me there was other pay-per-views i didn't watch and i was like okay but they had wembley stadium and they had the biggest sellout even more than wrestlemania 2 i believe that was at wembley stadium so good for them Wrestling needs competition to thrive and to let people who are not happy in one place go to another place to see if they can hone their craft and then bring up the new people. Plan and simple. So state of WWE, a little bit of a slog. We're in the C-plus range. State of AEW, I would say it's a C-plus range as well. You can like all kinds of wrestling. Don't do tribalism. New Japan, Tetsunado won the G1 Climax. He's going to go against Sonado. We're going to see what happens there. That's cool. Some guys I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Impact. There, you know Trinity's over there now, who used to be the former Naomi, who had walked out on WWE. So that's kind of like a cliffhanger ending that I could sign up for. She's the Impact Woman Champion there. Um, Ring of Honor is Ring of Honor because it has such a high blend of AEW, but wrestling's fine. That that's how I'll go to. It. It's fine. It might not be my number one priority, but you know, good wrestling or decent wrestling is better than bad wrestling. That's how I'll capitalize it. So what are your questions? Lay it on me.
0: Well, that that was one. That was that was one. And I well, oh, I feel like I'm jumping the gun on the last one because yeah, I, like we're I, gonna I can get to it because I can you, jump said, all you, guns. you mentioned you alluded to it with like the real stuff. Oh, okay, I don't want to well, get well. to it. Just yeah, I want you to get through all the happy stuff first, okay, sure. Like, well, tell me no, 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 go ahead. talk about oh. the happy stuff first because some sad stuff. Happened. I um, mean, my my question had to do with the sad stuff,
1: okay. Well, you know, I, I mean, let me just go into pop into my brain about what happy stuff. There's a rumor. About Royal Rumble in Orlando or Tampa, Charles will be going to that. Um, I think I got a new wrestling shirt. Did I? I? I don't really don't remember. That's the problem, you know. When we go on this long-standing, long-just-anything, uh, Peacock. I will give a shout out to them because they still have the broadcast. So pay the five bucks, six bucks because it might change. Now that Endeavor has everything, but I think that's the highlights because you know I don't want to go through the process of champs aside from Gunther breaking the Intercontinental Championship because everything's just kind of still at the standstill. You know, so we'll keep it at that. Bring me the heavy stuff. I'm ready. I, I, I can't run from my fate. Well, so, you know, you, I should. So I just say how I started my segment. I got the Corona. So here we go. Bray Wyatt died. Yeah. Terry Funk died, which is sad. But Bray Wyatt died at 36. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I was headed with this. My, so so my, let me paint you the story. Yeah. I just finished Blue Beetle. Go ahead. It, it is August 24th. It's Vince McMahon's birthday. My birthday is August 25th. So what I always kind of do before my birthdays are ending is I'm going to sunset the prior year. I'm like, yeah, we're going to end it right man. We're just going to do it, whatever. I go see a movie, go out to eat, something like that. And I went and had lunch with a friend that I hadn't seen in a minute. I scheduled tickets to go see Blue Beetle. It's like, is a good movie. Y'all should go see it. It's enjoyable. Um, I don't think certain people will get the jokes because they might not be of that upbringing. But, you know, I totally laughed with you had people being woken up by uh, Vicks Vapor Rub and then also a character who – I didn't want to spoil it. it was just sitting on the uh, tarped uh, couches. Like my grandmother was like going to be like 86, still does it. So I get home, man. I haven't gone to the bathroom. So I just take down my pants. I squat down. I'm going to do the business. I'm going to go on the Twitter because it's fun. And then, like, my my bowel process, man, was ruined because I go and see Bray Wyatt, aka Wendy Rotunda, died at 36. I'm like, please be kidding. I'm like, be Josh right now because, you know, everybody says someone dies on the Twitter or the X and X can give it to you. And, You know, I don't believe it at the time because there's no verification. Then reports came out and it it took me so much to be like uh, how Brody died a couple years ago. I never envisioned, Francisco, that I would be crying on the toilet sober or not eating Taco Bell to burn through me and saying, God, I, or anything spicy is not really talking about like, that spicy spice stuff, but here we were. And I didn't shed the manliest tears, you know, but I shed the real tears. I have a Bray Wyatt shirt. It's a Wyatt gym. I've talked you about him. I had to build you guys up a fiend, the firefly Funhouse. Trying to talk out when, he, and I remember we got fired. And I think my text to you um, about Vince was like, I hope Vince dies. That's literally, I think what I put in the chat when Bray was fired, he came back. He was telling a story. He had a Royal Rumble match and he was disappearing. And I was kind of annoyed with it. I was talking to my friends who like wrestling and you find out someone died at 36. And apparently what the reports came out was he had COVID a couple months back. He had an existing heart condition that affected it. And, you know, he went to go take a nap and he died in his sleep because of the heart condition he had, like a defibrillator. He just got from the doctors that day and then he just went and you lost a talent. You lost someone who understood character work, the wrestling matches or whatever. But the problem was, is that look who was producing those matches. Vince, you can never be happy. There's that character. The fiend was ruined the minute. Goldberg won the title off of him at the Saudi pay-per-view. But Bray was the guy that I always want to give chances to because he was part If NXT. And the guys that were there starting out Gargano and um, Andrade and Champa and a few other ones, basically the precursor to black and gold and the black and gold era got me into wrestling and be like, okay, it'd be more than how I grew up watching stuff. The character work though, the guys like you think of Sting and you think of taker and you think of even you know, these large life personalities like Kane and all this stuff. You have someone who understands the character work like Bray did where, you know, he was a, cult figure essentially with his Wyatt family and then he came back as the fiend for being split between Mr. Rogers and the devil inside and whatever he was leading to and it just sucks. And it's one of those things where you connect it to him because one, it was one of the first major roster deaths since Ben Wallace's death, and we know what happened there. So it was that Ben Wallace death was just tragic because the fact that he killed his child and his wife in the process. But here's somebody else who thankfully did not kill his wife and children, right? Andrew would be the gator, the gatekeeper of what I can say opinion-wise in this, but I'm going to say it's a known fact that Ben Wallace did that. So thankfully, Wyatt didn't do that obviously, but You know, it hits you and didn't feel real. And I think that's and that's how I felt when Brody died, a former Luke Harver, John Huber, where you're like, man, he had just left WWE. He went to AEW, was really making a name for himself. He was a guy I grabbed towards. And, you know, how I mentioned Ninja Turtles about feeling, connecting. That's what it is to be a wrestler who is giving you the promos, I feel, that you can understand what they're talking from. For a guy who if if a guy I'll give you the best example of a guy who's telling you a story about, you know, he is. The richest and the wealthiest. It's fantastic and it's great, but you find out he was poor all his life when you peel back the curtain, it doesn't feel relatable. But the guy who tells you the story is like, I was once poor. I worked and I grind. I put everything I could. and I, I stepped on anybody's throat that I had to to get to the top. And I I gave up everything, but I had to be. And now I have the money. You can relate to that, right? Because it's true. It's valid. It might curate the story a little bit better. It might be different than who they are in real life, or they might just engineer it. They might not say, "Hey, this is a better way to explain it." To go into a character, if you're giving me generalities and you're not just giving me general statements. I can't connect to you. It's not a good promo isn't just because you can be charismatic on the mic. That's why we say we're charismatic on the mic, right? Even as attorneys, there's some attorneys that are charismatic theatrical and then some of are just vanilla paste, right? You know, there, there's certain things you do. But when we're talking about when you're giving specific statements, you feel compelled to hear it. This is against the law, this is against this. Oh, you know, Sister Abigail, I can't do a Bray Wyatt voice or the fiend, him and all that stuff. And I think back when he came back and he gave that speech that promo to the crowd when he returned at last year's Extreme Rules and you connected to it. And that's the thing about wrestling because in a world where, you know, a lot of the main event guys, which Bray was, don't wrestle on the television weekly to still keep us captive on the promos because something's working, something's clicking, something enthralls us. It's like a moth of the flame. And to see that they died at a young age, I'm 34. So, yeah, you know, you feel it. You, You feel that. You feel that greatly on a heart condition, exacerbated by COVID as someone who just had COVID, right? Yeah. Two months later, the guy dies. It, it, it sucked up a vacuum. And to see that me and my friends were all adults, got back into wrestling partially because of this guy, person that made me buy merchandise, right? That I got his stuff. It's deflated, especially it was the same week that Terry Funk died. Um, and I like Terry Funk, you know, one of the best wrestlers out there. I've sent you the Florida cracker uh, video that he makes when he puts the motor oil on him, um, on a self, Terry Funk. And I always made, what was the joke? Because I use humor and levity as a basis of dealing reality. It's how, it's how you do things as an attorney. It's not for everybody, but I said, of course he dies on Vince's birthday. Vince who I've been asking for his downfall for so long, hmm. murder them both in order to stay forever, to be eternal. The man's a succubus or an incubus, um, incubus, I believe is the correct phrase but man it sucks and you know you're not going to get it it's almost the equivalent of like hey someone broke their neck and they can no longer wrestle again right but they're dead and what happens is the hard part about wrestlers dying is the curtain is fully peeled back now and then you the kayfabe is broken kayfabe is done and then you hear all the positive stories you hear all the special moments you hear all the acts of kindness you hear the Twitter post and you read it and you become obsessed with it the same way I was when Brody died. I watched WWE's documentary, I watched the BT episode, I read the Twitter stuff, I sent it to you guys because you connect and in this world you connected more and then you realize the person was a character but he was a teddy bear or loved and then you know you don't hear about the terrible stuff and whether or not it was main event roster or like the entry card roster it's still devsake, it's still human life and I think sometimes we as people forget that the thing that connects us most with the world is that we're going to live and we're going to die, right? We might get to different walks and everything like that, but we need to appreciate the length of time that we have on the surf because you really just don't know. If you gave me the tarot cards and you gave me the bingo cards and you gave me the predictions, I wouldn't have thought that he was going to go at 36. Um, and it's weird connectivity because you watch the memoirs. I watched that Raw. I watched that SmackDown NXT. Def is something that we obsess over. And when it doesn't happen to us, but it happens to people that we like, whether we know them personally or if they're just someone that we follow, um, we become more obsessed with it. Because why? Because we know we're never going to get that again. Life is about the chase. It's about the thrill. Um, that's the ultimate adrenaline. And it it's a big stalwart because now I can never chase any more Bray Wyatt moments. I can't have any moments where he's going to win championships, stuff like that. So now we become obsessed with, man, what could have been? What could have been if he lived? It's a terrible construct to be a fan of any kind of wrestling. It's the same way I I think the equivalent is um, Roberto Clemente, right? If you bring into sports into it, what else could he have done with his legacy? Because I don't think he was retired at that point, correct? No, he
0: just got his 3,000th hit. I would have gotten a lot more. He was, I think he was like 38.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but the, you know, with that longevity that could have come in with yeah. it. So, you you wonder about it coming um, into it. And there was a Yankees catcher, you know, this is what happens when I don't prepare. Um, a Thurman Munson. Thurman I it was Munson, Thurman, like, yeah, you get, you Because it took a moment. But Thurman mm-hmm. Munson, what could have been his career when people go, or Luke captain, Garrett, right? You know, yeah. um, you have all these things, man, that kind of get you. Or, so, you know, so you wonder.
0: So, um, I get you mentioned some examples here, but this it, this is the what stuck out to me, and I I wrote it down. It was like the first thing I wrote down when I was preparing to return, because around the time that news had come out, I was like, ah, maybe I should start preparing to get the show back up yeah, and running. And then that news that's a came good way. out, you know, and and then the first question I just thought, and it's kind of a hard thing, but to think about, but it's also you know very real, but like. One of the most gut wrenching wrestling deaths that you've you've experienced in a lifetime, like that, just like you know, just hits you over the head. Like the the only the only thing that I can you know act similar to that is like when Jose Fernandez died with the Marlins. Just like mm-hmm. it's like what the like you just you don't even believe it actually happened.
1: Yeah, actually, you know that's a better example than what I give. Jose Fernandez was, you know a franchise invigorator, someone that you want to watch. And, young, and you know, you you're, you're stuck obsessing, you know, you're yes. obsessing what the potential could be versus like you'll never get it. And that that's a disgusting feeling. Mm.
0: Yeah. And he had, you know, so so I don't know. You you mentioned some examples. Bray, we we had Prodi as well not too long ago too. Cuz you know, you have the old guys that are, you know, they're dying, right? They're mm-hmm. they're in their 60s. Yeah, Terry well, Funk was seventy six. Like, yeah, you know, they're they're just guys that's like, okay, they the fact that some of them have lived that long is kind of Scott Hall, like, I mean, I was like,
1: oof, I named yeah. my television after him.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, but as far as like the ones that just kinda of hit you over the head with it, um, and I guess Chris Benoit's a special So the case. Benoit so here's
1: the thing about the Benoit story is that Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers. Even as a young cat, you know, I was able to kind of see it and and you find out he died. I was like, oh, but you know, like and this is the one thing I want to caution people, new generation, old generation, because of how we consume media, because the same thing happened 15 years ago, essentially, right. It, or 16 years ago is that we heard something we didn't give it time. And then we found out more information. Yeah. If You post your apologies. If you're post your complaints or your ignorances, I think, you know, ex NFL or wide receiver, Mike Williams was reported dead, but he wasn't dead. But unfortunately he had passed or died, you know, yesterday, the other day, y- you could wait, man. Post a selfie, right? Post your cat or your dog or, like, what you're going to eat for dinner. Isn't that what social media was originally created for? <laughs> I don't care about anyone's opinions. Half of you... That's what I've worked half hard of you just got, my
0: TikTok algorithm to just yeah. show me baseball and dogs.
1: Half people have Twitter fingers, as it is. Like, m- m- you won't meet me outside. But um, that's what hurt, because I'm like, damn, I like this guy. And then, you know, it's... you murder people. And then when Eddie Guerrero died, I was like, damn. But you know, that was that. Uh, um, but your question, I think, was have I been impacted hard by a death that wasn't one that was like, you yeah, know,
0: one are the more gut wrenching ones you have you've experienced. I feel like this is one I feel like Brody's this one
1: Brody was. It's so weird because I, I think I'm still in the disbelief of break has only been two weeks. Um, Brody, I think, hit me pretty hard. I really think because the thing is, is that. Everybody loves a good underdog story. I remember that saying my speech about him. You know, everybody loves a good underdog story and how I associated Brody's death of how I went to law school on a deal because you're in somewhere you didn't like, it, you were trying, you go from there and how it could be a lawsuit. You want to be better, you want to do, but you feel like you have your own chances, you're working with what you have, and you can be better, but you just don't understand or you need or you're working to an audience of one. Mm-hmm. And then you got to leave and go elsewhere and succeed. I was a bad law student. I'm a damn good attorney, you know? Yeah. That, that that's the mindset that's why i always attribute it to brody i gotta re-listen to that segment because i know i was very passionate about it mm-hmm. bray hasn't hit yet man and i looked at something today where his fiance posted on the social media what she yeah. wants because you know whereas i think whereas with brody it's because brody and bray have both deteriorated but i think what happened was is that with bray it was there was a belief that he was recovering and it was ready to go and it just seems like that it was just time right we, we like to say that in in life and in profession brody it's about because i think also brody hit me because you heard about what the deterioration was he was on you know oxygen machines and stuff like that and it was so quickly and they didn't know what it was and it was speculating and then you know also you find out that other wrestlers like biggie and cody were there when they pulled the plug on him and for biggie you know who is we love him on the tour please follow him you know, he, that was like his best friend that he considered. And he's telling the story how he ought to be there and their family. And then also with the death of Brody, I think it connected both in bridge to get both AEW and WWE because obviously for so many reasons. And that stuff just hit. But it, it, it's, it's different, man, because like it was for Jose. And I still, I still think the Marlins messed up when they took out a statue, even though the statue looked ugly. Right. But, um,
0: which, you, which, which, uh, which statue
1: for Jose? Or did they have a memorial or something for him?
0: Well, they, uh, they were, there was no statue. The most they had is. They
1: did something. They took him out. Among Marlins. Well, on
0: so one of the pillars, it. they had his number 16 and Fernandez and, in like an orange wall. Yeah. And it was. And people could sign their names on there and, you know, lay flowers and everything like that. But then they took those away. Then it was just the 16. And then I think when jeter got there they kind of just painted over it just like okay especially after all the stuff um and i think somewhere in the ballpark is like a like a like a small bronze number 16 right just to have something but it's it's like and i don't even know where in the ballpark it is probably one of the lower sections like in the uh the nice seats that uh, i don't pay for
1: And I speculate it's because of what came out after the events. Yeah, but it's not like he murdered.
0: Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that it hits you hard, and then the other, like, not dissimilar to the Chris Wall stuff, but like stuff comes out afterwards where it's just like, yeah, oh, he was, he was a cocaine. Even, even I, I I know. know.
1: I hear people do that and they make excuses of it. And this is where we're hypocritical. Even we're going for people in death. It's like, okay, you make excuses. I'm like, but with something like that, I'm just going to say it's unfortunate for all the people that are on there. But then to my knowledge is everybody was partaking. There was a responsibility, right? I don't know. That's the the lawyer.
0: Yeah. There was a, yeah. And there was a lot of people that could have. prevented that. that That's the problem. I'm not going to, I'm not going to harp yeah. on it but, but situation.
1: But I think that hits onto a point that I was making earlier. That is the problem I feel with sports fanaticisms is that we'll make any excuse to really hate you on something that we don't even know people in full. And it, it's just an ugly way to live in your existence as a person. And sometimes that goes in the fan base. But yeah, so I don't think Bray's really hit me. I think you're numb to the fact of it. And you're just like, all right. You know, that, that's literally what it is. The problem is I'm getting to the age where a lot of wrestlers are dying Yeah. in, in my group. And it's just, I think what took you off is the 36, but you peel back yeah. the curtain and you see father, you know, fiance, the family member, stuff, friend, yeah. and you're just like, ah, uh, because I, you know what the problem is, is that when Terry, if Terry found 76, 77, I'm not 76 or 77, right? I'm 34, 36. I'm like, yeah, I could probably be. Sure, whatever, and so that's why we always tell people to be nice. I know when we were doing COVID year, we were very ho-hum on some episodes because people were dying. That might be because bumped up because we're a little dramatic, but it's perspective. You gotta, you know, you if you don't know what you want to do in life, at least put a game plan to find out what you want to do. That that's the energy that I took from this and inspire yourself to be creative. And uh, I will say this, you know, a phrase that they used about him. That he has said in one of his promos that they carried over in his memorial was, um, you know, in a world of black and white, I'm the color red. And I think that's something maybe means something to stand out. But Mm. that's a mantra I can get behind on somebody who thinks cinematically in life at 34 trying to figure out his whole purpose and everything. I can vibe that. Why? Because I connected to the character and I connected to the performer.
0: Yeah. Well, is that all you have for the cage?
1: sadly yeah it's i gave you the same feeling as people had when
0: roman beat cody at
1: mania when you thought he was gonna beat him you you got all amped up and excited and i left you frustrated and sad so Hmm. sorry but that is all i have for this week on the cage next week we're gonna be building the blocks to fast slam which is in october we're gonna be building blocks in the aew uh grand slam eliminator tournament of who's gonna challenge mjf hopefully you know Obviously, Samoa Joe against MJF. Maybe I'll, I'll inquire a little bit further. And then we'll also we'll get some clarity on what's going on with the WWE merger. Because now that it's official, all I've been told is that Vince is not head creative. it's supposed to be Hunter. However, I call bullshit on it because that's Chris number 5. Better than where we've been, right? Um, because Vince is always going to have his fingers In on the heart. pulse. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. And, you know, the solution is just chop off the hands. I'm just saying, um, do us a solid hunter, you know, tell them, hey, you're rich. You're a billionaire now. You're able to get $10 billion out of it. Just retire, bud. Just retire. Convince daddy. Convince daddy for it. And that's all for you. I got on the cage this week.
0: Okay. Well, uh, this ran a little longer, but, I mean, it's our return. As expected. So, yeah, it's our it's our return, and we usually take a long time. I thought they won't be much more. We just had a lot to say over the. The course of an entire summer, but we're we're here now. Next week will be another week into these final weeks for for baseball, and we'll week two for the NFL. Maybe something crazy will happen. In college football that that kind of piques our interest. And we, I mean, we talked about Zelda. That was really the, we talked a little bit about gaming, but we haven't really gotten into it because. Because, uh, well, October is going to be happening soon. Well, and you know, next I mean, next exciting, week
1: yeah. is next going to be able to knock it out because you guys got to think baseball for one person is at the end of the ho-humness. We mm-hmm. don't talk about college football. if Andrew's not here. So it's going to be week two football, some baseball. Gaming is going to be talked about. promise yeah. you guys. That. Or you can follow Francisco on his gaming channel.
0: Yeah, on sure. sure. We're doing stuff there. But, uh, all right. Well, I'm done. Bye, everybody. Take care.